Holman, welcome back. Oh, it feels so good to be back. Let's see. Um, about 12 hours ago, I was on a 12 and a half hour drive home. I know. I was. Uh, I saw you in uh, Baker at the Bun Boy. Oh, no. The at the world's, world's tallest thermometer. The world's tallest thermometer, I yes. was fighting a headwind seemingly from Baker all the way to uh, Los Angeles, which is about, what, two and a half hours? Right. And uh, the wind off the side, I'm going 80. And okay. the wind off the side was so strong. No, no, no. You were going 70, 65. Sorry. 70. 65. No, 70. 70 is oh, good. Okay. Uh, that bugs were splattering the side of my Jeep. What? Yeah. The side window had blood, <laughs> bug splatter from the direction the wind was coming. So, like, it's, so you're fighting. You're, you're, yeah. you're like, uh, t- t- your, your steering wheel's to the right a little bit. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'm ten, fighting it ten, in. 10 degrees yeah. to the right. And bugs are hitting the side of the Jeep. Right. <laughs> oh, that's weird. And you're like, I can't wait to get home because it's episode- Episode 65. What episode is it? Episode 65. How is that possible? I, I know we say that every time, no, but I'm always, I'm always we're still doing this damn thing. Ugh. You were in Moab? I was in Moab all week long. Six beautiful, glorious days of uh, Moab Easter Jeep Safari. It was unbelievable. The weather was great and got to see everybody. So here's the thing about Moab. Yeah. Uh, Safari Week is like SEMA for the off-road industry. How did it get the name Safari Week? Uh, well, it's... East, it was started back in like 1952 or something like that by the uh, Red Rock Four Wheel Drive Club, and uh, it's it just grew from there. But what I love about it is it's like SEMA, but you're out doing things. There's no convention center that you're all stuck in. You're all Ooh. out wheeling on trails. And well, stuff. wait a minute. When you say it's at SEMA, SEMA is a industry a trade convention. Yeah. This is not a trade convention. This was for I like know, wheelers. But everybody but... shows up. Every major name in off road is there. Okay, because all right, so you're saying all the manufacturers show everybody. up. Everybody. Right, okay. Everybody. And so you get to hang out with people, you're going out to dinner with people, you're having beers with people, you're on the trail. You're on trail with other people and you meet your friends coming down the other way. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. There, there's got to be, I don't even know what the numbers are, there's got to be like 10,000 people coming to town for this. And, you know, the majority of it is the off-road industry. It's can that Can that little town of Moab, though, handle 10,000 people well, on a, over the course of seven days? Moab, the town today, is way different than Moab, the town 15 years ago. And there's all sorts of, there's like now Hyatt one-place hotels and Holiday Inns and all sorts of stuff. What do they do the rest of the year? Uh, Well, Moab is pretty busy year-round now because they have so much activity, whether it's uh, river rafting or mountain biking, and they have all sorts of festivals. The Jeep Safari is just one little bit of that uh, Moab tourism now. It's it's a Jeep event. Uh Are you seeing trucks? Everything. You know, everything. There's the uh, full-size invasion uh, that was started by uh, a former uh, editor of ours. And um, that's gotten to be multiple days during the week, not just one trail ride where everybody brings in their full-size trucks and hits all the Jeep trails. Did that upset the Jeepers? No, nobody cares. Everybody loves the fact that you're there and you're wheeling. I mean, you'll see everything. You'll see weird Japanese stuff and Suzuki Samurais and Sidekicks and Geo Metros on 40s. Tell me about a Nissan Titan. Did you see any? I saw about five. What? Yeah. um, Most of them were Titan XDs with the Cummins, and uh, they were towing with their uh, gooseneck. And uh, I saw a couple of them towing. One had a big, like a a big PJ or big tech style flat deck trailer with two Jeeps on it. And then I saw one that had. so badass. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Nissan carrying the Jeep. Nissan Titan XD. That one. Thank you, Alice. (laughs) By the way, her name is Alice. Is it Alice? Yes. Okay. She doesn't sound like an Alice, does she? Sure does. Really? Yeah, 100%. She sounds like a Christine. Let's hear it again. Nissan Titan XD. So I saw one of those uh, trucks that was just uh, spoken there by Alice. And one of them had uh, one of those, another big flat deck style trailer. It had three UTVs on it, 
Two were fate were uh, in line, and one was sideways on the back. Okay, uh, it was towing them through town. I don't know if it was a, a rental company. And then I saw a couple actually out on the uh, on the highway on my way in. And so uh, every time I got, I had a chance to take a picture. I either screwed up or it was dark or, <laughs> or whatever. But they're definitely out there. So it is was it good. weird that we get giddy now when we see a Titan on the road? No, I'm excited because I I feel like our show has uh, definitely helped put more Titans in the world. And uh, if you think about it, Nissan agrees. I think so. Because Nissan re-upped for a whole other year. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's right. That We announced that last show. Yes, yep. they did. So thank you very much for uh, to Nissan. Man, the fact that they believe in us does not speak the volumes that I wish it did. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we believe in them, and we believe in the uh, Nissan Titan and Titan XD with the uh, five-year 100,000-mile warranty, which is the best in the business, Titan boxes, Fender Audio, Ooh, that really nice Platinum Reserve, Bill Stein Shocks, all sorts of great stuff in the Titan. And uh, don't forget to uh, check out the NV van line or the Nissan Frontier if you're in the market for a truck or van. I so. know that we talk about the Titan a lot. We do. But I really know. I, I, so every show we do, people think I'm going to, they're like, Lightning doesn't really want a truck. He doesn't really want a this. What's he going to get? And he they're right. Close the deal. No, no, I do. <laughs> but I do. But here, my issue is that I can't decide. I have to buy one. I'm not. I don't have the room in front of my house in my single car garage right now, and I'm looking for a new house. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll have a two or three car garage. You just get a bicycle. And the I do have a bicycle. Get and that's one. all that fits in the garage. <laughs> and so I'm looking for something that uh, that will accommodate more vehicles. Right now, I have to just get one. Sell the Cooper, get something, and I, if if I can convince Nissan to hook me up on a on a Titan, man, I'm all about it. Are but, you really propositioning them on the air? No, nope. for our show. No, I'm not. Hmm. And then <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> and then, but I love I love the NV van because as the you know one? from my clothing store, I had a van and I drove it everywhere. You mean the one that a vandal came in the middle of the night and drained your fuel tank? That happened. <laughs> that did happen. Yes, that happened. <laughs> I really love the NV van, and I know we don't talk. I'm not going to talk vans here. I just think that if you if you have an air conditioning company or you're a surfer and you want to store your your, your board so it's not going to get stolen, uh-huh. look at a van. Look um, at an NV that's van. Why they were made? Actually, I know for the that small business guy. It's just so awesome. All right. Okay. So so moving on. Uh, thank you Nissan for being our presenting sponsor and uh, head down to your dealer and check out NissanUSA.com. But we have something kind of cool from our friends over at Deck as yeah. well. Who's this guy? These are drawers. Drawers for your truck. Truck drawers. You can put stuff in them, like your boots, if you wanted to. It's kind of weird, but you could. I do believe that is the great and uh, all-powerful, uh, The I believe he's referred to as the cat in the hat himself, Jason, Jason Aldean. Uh, Jason Aldean. And now he's sitting on the deck system where you normally store uh-huh. stuff. With the drawers out. With the drawers out in each leg in a different drawer. Uh-huh. And he's looking out the back of the truck at us. So why is he doing that? You tell me. Well, guess what? Today, uh, April 22nd, Decked is doing a new promotion. And if you tag a buddy uh, on Decked USA and Jason Aldean about the Decked Ride All Night Tour giveaway, um, you will be entered in a contest where the grand prize is tickets to a Jason Aldean concert for two, airfare for two, accommodations, plus a deck system and all the components. But who would want that? He's not popular. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, you know, when Deck came to us and said, "Hey, we're doing this cool Jason Aldean promotion," I'm like, "Can, can we have him on the show? That'd be kind of cool, huh?" Yeah. Um, do you think I, he'd do it? I don't know. I don't know. Is he a hardcore truck guy? 
He uh, likes Dak. He is a truck guy. I mean, I don't be... know if he's a hardcore truck guy. I think we can find out. We should uh, we should work our magic and see if uh, we can uh, finagle a way to talk to Jason Aldean on the show. These are drawers. Drawers for your truck. Truck drawers. You can put stuff in them, like your boots, if you wanted to. It's kind of weird. <laughs> so that is uh, at Decked USA on Instagram or at Jason Aldean on Instagram. Go and like those two things. Also tag two of your buddies. And the contest goes from Monday, April 22nd, which is hopefully the day you're downloading that, right. this this podcast. Uh, and it only goes until Sunday, 428, uh, at midnight Mountain Standard Time. That's a short contest. You only have a week. Okay. So I'm guessing that your opportunity is probably even better because it's so short. So if you want to find out more about it, go to deck.com slash Aldean, uh, A-L-D-E-A-N. And uh, you can find out all the details, and of course, everything has rules and conditions. Are we allowed to? Can we? Can we do? No, we're excluded, right? No, because we are partners now. I see. And so we just talk about it, but we don't get to actually go to the concert. Would they Why send is, us? I don't know. We should ask, we should call Greg right now. We should find <laughs> out. <laughs> he no, I don't want to put him on the spot because if he's like, no, nah, <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? Anyway, be a part of this contest and enter today. Start the show. The truck show. Show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show. With your hosts, Lightning and Holman. I noticed that I was holding a whoa, whoa way too long this time. Were you? Like, whoa, whoa, yeah. Yeah, that's good, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I was into it. Yeah, you, you you sound like a fan in the crowd rather than a guy in the band, so it's all good. <laughs> you know what it is? It's this place. It's our new uh, podcast studio at Motor Trend. Yeah, this is only our, uh, what, our second show here, and uh, we already have tiles falling off the wall. Yeah, well, it's because I think that they put the, um, so there's, when you go to Home Depot, you buy the paint, right? They have the eggshell white, but if you buy the um, crayon resistant, where the, you so really the think get, this company spent more on crayon resistant? It doesn't paint? cost you any more. It's oh. just an additive they put in the paint, and nothing will stick to it. And I know because both at at banks we had to repaint the walls before we did the vinyl uh, on them, and yeah. the clothing store, I I vinyled an entire fifty six foot wall. That's a lot of wall. Floor to ceiling. That's a lot. And of wall. it all peeled off and fell on the ground because it was all of the child well, resistant or the or the uh, mark. It was like markup resistant, whatever it's called. In all fairness, I think I just didn't put enough glue on those tiles. It's just on the bottom. The rest of the wall looks pretty good. We'll know in about two weeks when it all starts yeah, falling right. well, off when on the, us. When it starts getting hot, right. and they just start dumping, <laughs> off. peeling off on us. I can't wait to have somebody in here with us. I'm super stoked for somebody to come in studio and be like, "Wow, you guys, this is this yeah. is kind of legit." That'll be pretty cool. When will that happen? Not anytime soon. <laughs> people do not like us. Uh, no, but we can tell them you get a free tour of the Motor Trend Group headquarters if you come on the podcast. Before, you got a tour of like a really bad bathroom with cockroaches. Yeah. Uh, they might go for that because there's so many cool cars over in the Hot Rod Garage. Well, I'm hoping the guys that are filming Hot Rod Garage, we can just say, hey, yeah. guys, come on over. Come hang out We're with We're only going to be able to have this conversation a couple of times, and then people are going to like... That's never going to happen. No, never happen. Stop talking about it. It'll probably not happen anyway. Exactly. So what will happen is uh, I went to Moab Easter Jeep Safari, as Mm -hmm. we talked about, and I brought back a whole lot of interviews. So I figured we'll just make this the uh, second of our EJS episodes. Where is 
I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. Mmm. All right, Holman, let's get into your content from Moab. Thank you for going out there. Let's do it. <clears throat> I'm currently hurtling down uh, Interstate 15 at about uh, not more than the speed legal speed limit. <laughs> and I just realized I totally screwed up. I was driving down the road uh, and saw the guys from, uh, from Romer. And uh, they had a beautiful J truck and it looked like a uh, scrambler. What's Romer? Uh, Romer is a company that outfits vehicles. Okay. Got it, like... Um, R-O-A-M-R, if you want to check them out on uh, Instagram. Okay. And a new JL. Uh, and they were on the side of the road with a six-liter Super Duty with the hood up. So uh, oh, no. I should go back womp, to go womp. find them uh, and see if they're okay. And I uh, chit-chatted with them on the side of the freeway and uh, totally forgot to uh, to talk to them about their predicament. So anyway, if you want to... Wait, so you helped them and you didn't find yeah. out what happened? No, and no, you no, didn't no. get the backstory? No, I pulled over to make sure they were okay. I circled back. Drove Which is back great. Like a five-mile loop. Okay. And uh, pulled over and said hi and uh, made sure they're all right. And then said they were good. They had help on the way. Everything was, was okay. Pulled back on the freeway and looked on my passenger seat. There's the recorder. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not going back. That was a big loop to get back to them. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to check out their uh, their progress, uh, at I am Romer. R O A M R on uh, on Instagram. I feel like I saw that there was a uh, Will Smith movie. I am Romer. I don't think that's true. Was that I am Robot? I think it was Maybe I am Robot. R O A M R on uh, on Instagram. I know they're posting about their trials and tribulations getting to Moab. So if I catch up with those guys in Moab, I'll uh, I'll try and get a proper interview. But uh, yep, there was a recorder sitting on my passenger seat. Great content for uh, the show for Easter Jeep Safari. And uh, what did I do? Totally forgot. <laughs> oh, well. Off to a good start. Totally forgot. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, continue moving on down the road here and uh, make some progress and uh, hopefully get to Moab someday. You're going to fill us in in every step of the way here? Like, I'm going to go to the restroom. I'm going to pull over at the, uh, the at Baker and at the Bun Boy, and well, I'm going to eat gotta, a, a burger remember. with cheese. Yeah, I had to hedge my bet a little bit because I wasn't sure what I was going to get in town, and right. I ended up getting a lot. So 593 miles so far gone through two and a half tanks of fuel my uh, first one wasn't too bad almost 16 miles per gallon but the last one uh, lots of wind and hills going you're starting to slur do you, uh, you realize super that because when you're tired like i mean yeah, now like, now do you do coffee or monster or red bull or anything or no dr pepper oh you do but that's only sugar you yeah, need it's caffeine i know well, it's a little bit of caffeine you need like the guarine or whatever no, they put in all that that stuff just rots you uh, no it, it, i don't not. think it helps me no it's great for you no what i do what i'll do is sometimes i'll do five hour energy that stuff usually gives me about a 45 minutes of uh, Won't that give you the shakes, though? Five-hour energy gives yeah. me the shakes. Yeah, something it makes, horrible. It a little, makes it a little wonky. Yeah. That's like straight meth right into your veins. <laughs> Through Nevada and uh, western Utah. And, uh, got about 14.3. And uh, that's a JK manual with 37-inch uh, tires and a uh, giant mike mountain bike on the uh, back. So anyway, it's uh, the middle of the night, and I'm doing one of my usual cross-country trips. So far, so good. Uh, I've seen some mini trucks. Uh, I've seen some friends broken down on the... Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Just mini trucks? Randomly out in the road, mini trucks. At two in the morning? Just, well, on the trip, throughout okay. the trip. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, uh, but, yeah, I couldn't take a picture because it was nighttime when I saw them. But I'm, uh, I could have been in, like, a desert oasis, but, like, uh, you know, my eyes playing tricks on me, but... 
Pretty sure I saw many trucks. <laughs> Wait a minute. So when you're when you're parched and you're crawling through the desert on hands and knees, you look up and you don't see the palm trees nope. growing out of the sand with a with a pool of beautiful uh, blue water. No, nope. you see mini trucks. Mini trucks. That's what was on the road. Mini trucks. <laughs> All there's a. It was like deer. There are mini trucks just scattered like deer along the highway. Uh, I've seen yeah. some friends broken down on the side of the road. I've seen uh, some uh, cool lifted trucks. I've seen other jeeps heading out here. And uh, it says here I'll, I'll pull into Moab about 5.30 a.m. Got about another uh, almost three hours to go, 184 miles according to the nav. So uh, I'm super excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was very excited. No, Can't no, you tell? No. Did you, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to this. Listen to, uh-huh. your, yeah. listen to your S's. Uh-huh. Ready? Four miles according to the nav. So... Uh, Super excited! Uh, yeah. <laughs> super excited! What Were you? I, you? I hope you weren't drinking and driving. That's no. just pure. That's tired just tired. Right uh. Four miles according to the nav. So uh, super excited! Uh, <laughs> some people might be going. Do you ever sleep? And uh, the answer is yes. Every chance I get. But I love road trips and I love driving at night when uh, when the road is quiet. If uh, can I be honest? Jeep, yeah. Don't even remember recording that. <laughs> of course you don't. And here I've got the. Uh, desktop freedom uh sunrider uh panel so i've got a hard top with a soft top over the driver and passengers uh part so it's easy to turn into a convertible but it's a little bit noisier on the highway so anyway i uh i'm making some time and uh you're just keeping yourself awake yeah. by talking into the yeah, microphone exactly what I was doing i'm like i'm talking to my friends <laughs> topped off my dr pepper see and uh there's not a wiener schnitzel in sight but uh i, I filled up a while ago and uh, now I am uh, just making time, so <laughs> I can't wait to get to Moab and see everybody. So. Oh, poor Holman, oh, out by himself in the, in the wild, uh, in the desert, heading up to I, Utah, that, at drunk point, on life. I had been up for about twenty hours or so. Yeah, There's something weird about like being in the car, and and I I, I guess we should talk to like truck drivers or something because oh, I can yeah, only imagine that. Yeah, and I, maybe they're trained. They're like athletes. They know how to do it, and you're not. You you've got a desk job like me. You do probably more road trips than I do. Oh, I love yeah, way more. I love road trips. You know, I love road trips. True. But uh, there's something like you and I aren't trained for it. Uh, no, my body is trained for napping, <laughs> <laughs> eating eating bad food and then take a nap. Yep. Oh man, it's five fifty six in the morning, and I'm so excited. Oh. Uh, it's been twelve hours and five minutes of drive time. And uh, other than the, uh, I don't know, half hour nap and the three Phillips that I, uh, that I did on the way out here, I'm super, super stoked that I'm finally making it into Moab. I just turned off onto uh, Highway 191 South from I-70. So that's the, uh, the Moab turnoff. And I'm probably about 15 minutes from town. And uh, let's see, it's about 6 a.m. So I've got a trail ride here in uh, two and a half hours. You did not. Really? Yeah. There's no downtime scheduled? Uh, I took a little bit of a nap and then uh, I ended up Where not... did you take the nap? At, at our house when I got there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I slept for about an hour and then ended up- So uh, what, Motor Trend has a house? Uh, my Just uh, me and some coworkers and friends, uh, it's cheaper than getting a hotel. So like a BRB just, or something? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So I'm going to need to uh, grab about an hour nap so that I can start this week off right and, uh, and hit the trails. So super excited. Going to be a great week. And uh, hey, sorry, Lightning. Wish you were here with me because I'm going to have all sorts of fun checking out off-road rigs. So far, it doesn't sound like that much fun. Yeah, man. That was, <laughs> that was, that was day one. A lot of no sleeping. Hanging out with the Jeep guys, wheeling my Wrangler, seeing friends. 
And uh, this is really like the who's who of the, uh, of the off-road industry. It's kind of like SEMA for the off-road industry, except instead of being in a convention center, we're all out on the trails doing stuff. So uh, looking forward to a week of doing stuff and uh, looking forward to bringing you guys along. Yeah, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next segment is uh, the end of JP Dirt and Drive, which uh, those guys, part of JP Magazine, part of my group, we do a three-day trip into Moab with a bunch of our readers and stuff like that. And uh, I is it, it, Are you camping or what's, what's, uh, what's This involved? one's not camping. We When we do Overland Adventure uh, later, I guess in May, we'll okay. be camping on that one. This one is hotels every night, but dirt roads during the day. And the the or the readers that uh, that enter to win is that what happened? Well, they enter and they get chosen to come along on the drive. Okay. So we had 120 jeeps. Oh man! And so we do a big banquet afterwards. So this is this is that. Uh, How for, do you keep everyone together? Walkie talkies? Uh, yeah, rugged radios. Everybody has a rugged radio, and then everybody has route books and stuff. And there's a, there's harder routes that you can choose. So during the day, the group kind of breaks up uh, based on difficulty. It does a bunch of different trails and stuff like that. And I wish I could have gone. This was a great year. Everybody left from Farmington, New Mexico, and everybody said what a great time it was. But I was in Detroit doing uh, embargoed stuff. Ah, embargoed. Yep, <laughs> you so, were. So uh, I had flown back on Thursday and left on Saturday for Moab. So anyway, these uh, next interviews are from uh, the end of JP Dirt and Drive. All right, so here I am with uh, the Rick Payway. So any of you who uh, who love Jeeps and off-roading or are familiar with the magazine world will uh, know Rick. Rick's been on the show before, and uh, he's the guru of Jeeping. I think he's the one guy in the world that everybody goes to when they have a Jeep question. He is the, uh, the salt and pepper uh, and uh, flip-flop wearing... Um, he wears salt and pepper? He's uh, got his salt and pepper hair, oh, and, pepper a, hair. He, and his uh, flip-flops, and Rick has sort of looked the same for about 100 years. So you started this entire journey with no sleep at all, uh-huh. and I have a feeling that you're either going to be A, marble mouth, uh-huh. or B, you're going to forget important words. Uh-huh. At, th- at this point— Now, you won't embarrass us because you're good. You hold your, your S together. Well, so here's the deal. At this point in time, which was about 6 o'clock on Sunday— I hadn't gotten any more sleep since I left last since that you. since that initial mm-hmm. one hour nap. Yeah. So okay. in the at this point in the last uh, let's see whatever twenty four plus twelve hours, um, thirty six hours, I had about four hours of sleep. Oh. So I was super just like, <laughs> okay, grab my recorder. Guess I'll go do podcasting stuff for you, listeners, and lightning and <laughs> Alaskan of knowledge. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I have a little bit of knowledge about Jeeps, and most of it has been through practical experience. It's just been a lot of fun. That's what I live for, is Jeeping and working on Jeeps, fixing Jeeps. I mean, just today, I finally got to actually work on somebody else's Jeep because mine wouldn't break down. It was Oh, awesome. that's rare. I remember yeah. you used to you know, cherish the, the uh, breakdowns. I remember reading... Oh, back as a kid your stories and today you're the editor of jp but you've been the editor of pearson for and off-road and you've been how, how many years have you been in the magazine side of the industry uh going on about 25 years yeah. so i remember stories where you and freiberger would be out on your dead tours which coincidentally is how fred williams dirt everyday show got its name and you would cherish the moments the drive shaft pretzeled and broke so that you could weld a bunch of uh wrenches with a battery just to get it back on the road i, I always felt like your adventures were not the trip, but but overcoming on the trip, I think. <laughs> well, that's true. Sometimes the breakage and the fix is so much more interesting than just driving down the road or even four-wheeling. Um, Remember the time we, you and I rebuilt the uh, carburetor on my, uh, on my old CJ3A? 
Oh my gosh, we were out in the sand dunes and it was full of sand. All, it was pretty simple. We just had to take it apart, clean it, <laughs> put it back together. But the fact of the matter is just like being in Egypt and there's nothing but sand. You drop one part there and you're in history. <laughs> That's it. How many participants did you guys have this year? This has been a great year. We had 120 registered Jeeps, and that translates to around 250 people. And of course, that doesn't even include all of our trail help, uh, local people that come out to help us, and extras, shall we say. Well, we were just talking to Kevin Metz from Jeep, and he is saying there's something like 28 states represented in this group? Only 21, actually, but also two Canadian provinces. Okay, well, we'll count, we'll count those. <laughs> well, heck yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're talking from places far away from Connecticut. And this trip was only, well, it was a little bit longer than normal. It was 750-some miles, and we went through all four states, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, and now, of course, Utah, where we're in the beautiful town of Moab for the Moab Easter Jeep Safari. And the weather couldn't be any, any better than it is right now. This is an absolutely stunning evening, and it's amazing. Uh, when Kevin and I were just uh, chatting, we are talking about it seems like everything's represented. There's SJs and ZJs and WJs and JTs and JKs and JLs and CJs and TJs and... Oh, and the flat fender. We had a 42 MB stock and he went nice. on the whole trip and drove 28 inch tall tires. <laughs> and what was cool... Was what we, engine's in there? It's flathead Ford. No way. Yeah, so we're well, cruising for him. through some of these canyons and everybody's thinking, oh, well, we're going to be slowed down by this guy. Well, the speed limit's 45 miles an hour and he was hauling at 47. So, you know, he... He had the most fun, I gotta admit. We were following him and saying, God, I wish we were him. No top, just a summer top, of course. Good for him. Enjoying the weather. It's good to see that you guys have a lot of uh, flat fender participants here and that people all over town are still bringing the old iron. Oh, it's really cool. In fact, on this trip, we have everything from 42 to, to 19, or to 2020, actually, the new uh, Gladiator truck, which is so cool. I mean, when you look at the technology between the two and realize how much is different, yet how much of that core values that they still retain the same core values, and everybody just loves to see that. And how did the uh, the gladiators do on the trip? I know you guys were on highways, off road, all sorts of terrain, a bunch of different skill levels. Uh, I loved it. I've put about a thousand miles on it. I've loaded up the bed. I've loaded up the back seat. I've four wheeled. I've I've done a lot of highway miles. It's very impressive. It's it's quite the package. I'm really happy with it. I just wish I could keep it longer. You might be able to. No? You, can't, you don't think you can convince them? No, they, they want it back because they, they're they so popular and they have to do all their marketing stuff and <laughs> advertising. I mean, these I don't know. are you, like hotcakes. You did some pretty good marketing for them this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. I mean, it, it impressed everybody. I couldn't go and get gas without hordes of people coming up and talking to me about it. You can't pick your nose. You can't, I mean, nothing. No, it's like being on camera. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, well, congrats on the fourth annual JP Dirt and Drive. Man, this time fly. I remember when we started this, this idea was uh, you know, scribbled on a napkin. And now, look, you have 120 Jeeps, and it's just amazing. So uh, kudos to you and to the JP uh, team, and uh, looking forward to having some fun this week wheeling. Yeah, we're at e Moab Easter Jeep Safari. It's time to walk for wheels. Let's go do it. All right. Who's next? Uh, this is Kevin Metz from Jeep. All right, so our first uh, event. Wait a minute. So really from Jeep? From Jeep. Yeah, he uh, he's one of the brand uh, head of brand marketing guys. Damn, heavy. All right, so our first uh, event here as we uh, get to Moab, the Easter Jeep Safari 2019, is uh, the banquet at the end of the JP Dirt and Drive. The banquet. Is that like a uh, suit and tie or flip-flops and shorts? Flip-flops and shorts, but they give out some pretty cool prizes. All the sponsors give out uh, awards, gift certificates, stuff like that, and the entire Jeep design team 
takes a current model Wrangler grill and signs it for the grand prize winner. That's it's, rad. And they it's all all done. I think they even clear coat it. Like it's beautiful. It's really really cool. And with me right now is my friend Kevin Metz, and you may remember him from uh, the Gladiator interviews. And we were talking about Gladiator and. And now it's out in the wild and people are seeing it. At that time, it was just uh, embargoed and the journalists had, were, were getting to drive it for the first time. So, Kevin, what was it like to be on JP Dirt and Drive, uh, interacting with all these great Jeep owners and then having some of the new hardware? Oh, yeah, it's just an absolutely amazing event. And, and, and what the whole Jeep thing's all about. Like you, you, like you mentioned, we had every flavor, every size, shape, imaginable Jeep. There's no two alike here um, from, the, from the CJs, MBs through the... TJ's, YJ's, JK's, JL. It's just a, it's just an awesome, awesome event, and the people are great. From being on the Jeep marketing side, what's the value of something like this, where you have direct access to just scores of Jeep owners, not people thinking about being a Jeep owner, not somebody who may have owned a Jeep before, but current Jeep owners who represent literally, I think it was 28 states or something like that, and on top of that, almost every product you make is here. Well, and that's exactly the point. So we have people from 28 states, actually a couple of different countries, I think. And we, we get to talk to these people and see what they're doing with their rigs, see what they like about our Jeeps, see what they don't like about our Jeeps. We brought uh, two Gladiators with us. They're two of the first Gladiators to be produced. Um, and uh, actually the most difficult part of the trip is get back in the truck because everybody <laughs> wants to talk about them. Um, been a, it's just smash hit, and uh, we, we love to hear what people think about them. It's funny, I've been here uh, just since this morning and driving around town. You guys have a bunch of people in town, obviously, and a bunch of gladiators in town, and they just look right going down Main Street in the Red Rocks. And it's funny when you are uh, when you see a gladiator on Main Street and somebody drives by and you see them crane their neck, oh, it's a gladiator in person. What was, what was the response to them on the trail? Once people see it in person and then get to see what it does on the trail, because it's absolutely unstoppable. I mean, yeah, it's got a little longer wheelbase than a JL, but it still performs phenomenally on the trail. Well, I mean, when do you think that um, the newness factor in the oh wow will will like uh, sub- kind of subside? Will it take a two years? Because after or, SEMA, oh really? That fast? I think. Well, no. I mean, I, basically, the first year is going to be hard to get one, right? And I think, yeah, for two years, people are going to be trying to find the one they want, deciding pull the trigger, or the early adopters will take it. I'm but, talking about that 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 gas C- that, that gas station thing, you well, know, where you pull up and yeah, people are like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen one of those yet." Yeah, SEMA, they're going to be so saturated there this year that I would imagine, you know, people are probably going to have their their fill, and 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 also SEMA will show you what they look like lifted and all that kind of stuff, right? This is almost like a, a impromptu Jeep show here in uh, Jeepland because uh, what do they say? Like ten thousand people come to. T- where are you again, Jeepland? Jeepland. Can we go there? Uh, anytime you want. I can. Is, it's do about I, twelve I, hours away. Do I buy a <laughs> ticket and they and I get to go on the rides? What no, happens? No, no, you, just have to, you just have to uh, come out with your uh, your lunchbox full of food at yeah. uh, when I come pick you up and get in the passenger seat and we'll head on out. I'm disappointed <laughs> that, uh, that I wasn't able to join on this one, but I am here for the banquet to kind of check in and uh, catch up on everybody. But I'm glad you had a great time and, and hopefully it made a lot of sense for the brand and uh, we'll continue to get to do cool stuff with you guys. Yeah, sounds good. Absolutely. Who's Greg Henderson? Uh, he is a guy who uh, is sort of well-known in the uh, the Jeep community, and he'll explain a little bit. But uh, I had to talk to him because he had a uh, AV Brute-like vehicle. Okay. Uh, what do you mean Brute-like? Well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't actually an AV Brute, but it looked like an early one. Okay. Um, and he had like a utility bed and a big-ass heavy um, rooftop tent, and he was showing off in the snow and flopped it over on the side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, had to, I had to talk to him. All right. All right, so who am I standing with? Uh, Greg Henderson from Unofficial Use Only. And um, we are standing next to the Freakin' Brute. Yep. And this uh, this Jeep, 
uh, has quite the story behind it. And uh, the guys said I had talked to you because of uh, the slowest flop ever in the snow. I saw the video and it looked funny and then you just sort of teetered and flopped over. Um, and I guess you only lost a mirror. Well, I lost a mirror and a window. Um, but if you notice, because we're standing next to it now, the tent is no longer on the top um, because now that we're in Moab, I don't want to have any more issues. So I pulled that 400 pounds off. Yeah, that's that's probably uh, that's probably helpful. It's pretty top heavy uh, when everybody throws their tops on top. This reminds me of a time that I was driving down 395 in Adelanto uh, with my buddies. I was in we were in a, uh, a Ranger, uh, three of us, and then our other buddies were in a CJ5. Okay. And um, there was a like a washy area, and there was a bunch of traffic. So our buddies in the Jeep thought that they would pass everybody on the shoulder in the sand yep. and my buddy Doug in the back seat I remember him in slow motion going they rolled and as they're rolling I look over my right shoulder and I see the Jeep rolling and two people being ejected out we were thinking oh my god they're gonna die right so we go out there and they you know surveying the situation they come out of the brush and they start wiping their arms off and they're like whoa dude that sucked and we're like oh my god you guys are alive long story short we flipped it back over got him back on the road so we were talking on the CB radios, and he had this really nasty, um, just uh, a pull to the right. And so we're going down 395, has hands in the air. He's like, it fixed my steering alignment. So that's the only time I've ever seen a roll oh, actually fix somebody's steering alignment. And it, just like yours, all he lost was a mirror because he had the roll cage and then the yep. fenders on the, on the, uh, yeah, on the front. It, it was such a soft roll into the snow. <laughs> um, you know, it was just a little flop. But the best part is right before I drove up that little obstacle, I rolled my window up. If uh, I wouldn't have rolled you, my window, been fine. I wouldn't have broken a window. Yeah. So, yeah, almost no damage at all. Very, very easy. You know, replace a mirror and replace a window. That's what uh, you got to love about Jeeps. Yeah. They're pretty forgiving. Yep. And, you know, this one, you know, it's very low to the ground. A lot of custom stuff. But, yeah, it's still a Jeep at heart. Um, and they're phenomenal. So imagine, uh, for those of you listening, of a... Uh, like the brilliant blue color uh, that's available on some of the Mopar new blue. Mopar blue. Okay. So this is the actual blue from the Mopar emblem. Okay. Um, because it's the identical color to the Shaken Baby Syndrome ribbon, and this Jeep was built to. Got it. All right. So yeah. So you imagine a brute. Uh, this has pit bull rockers on it. Uh, what are we? Thirty sevens, thirty eights. Yeah. Thirty seven pit bull rockers. Hutchinson beadlocks. Hutchinson military beadlocks. Okay. They're not civilians. Uh, Dana sixty front. Dana seventy rear. It's only got a one inch lift. Um, so it's really low to the ground, all poison spider armor, um, but it, it's got a lot to it. You, you can look up Frankenbrute. It's been in four-wheeler. It's yep. been in JP. I've got the cover of JP. So um, it's been around for a long time. It was built for a special cause. Uh, if you're willing, check out babyliam.org. It'll tell the whole story, why I did it, and the Very information cool. I'm trying to get out. Very cool. It looks like a brute, but it's not actually a brute. But you are very qualified to make your own brute because why? Uh, well, I was at AEV for a long time, and I probably single-handedly have built more brutes than anybody on the planet. Um, so I know a lot about them, and I love them. You know, AEV products and AEV in general is a phenomenal company. It, it was an honor to work there for so long. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out Brutes, check out AEV, check out Frankenbrute, unofficial use only. I've done a lot, and I love this industry, and I love this sport. So it's wonderful to come on an event like this. This is my first dirt and drive, and I have to tell you, it was one of the most well-organized and well-oiled machines that I've ever done in this awesome. industry. Awesome. We appreciate that because it takes a lot of work for the staff to get it together, and when you have 120 vehicles, not participants, but vehicles, plus all the associated staff, I mean, these things can you know fly out of control, and we're basically taking you know 120 rigs across varied terrain and getting people from place to place. So 
to, to get that feedback is awesome. Yeah, well, and, and we did, you know, Frankenbrut and I did the hardest trails every day. Uh, the first day we did Skinny, which was supposed to be the hardest trail. The next day we did uh, You Didn't Die or something like that. I don't remember the exact <laughs> name, but that's what it felt like, um, which was a phenomenal trail. Are the trails out there as funny as like the, you know, like Chocolate Thunder and all the ones that yeah. came of the hammers? Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of names. I was on uh, Steelbender and uh, <laughs> down in area, area BFE, which is outside of town, so you okay. can imagine why it's called BFE. Um, there's trails like Britney Spears and a Green Day. Britney Spears? Yeah. There's a Green Day one? There's a Green Day one, yeah. Nice. Yeah. The trail guides were phenomenal. The first day, uh, we had this really nice young lady driving in an X- XJ, um, and the trail gunner listened to the radio all day, constant communications, always making sure that the trail was done right. Second day, we had Kenny all day long stacking rocks, doing everything okay. to get over this trail. I mean, to do the hardest trails on the event a couple days in a row, even after a flop, um, I still can't say enough. This is probably one of the most well-executed events that I've been on. So now with the uh, Gladiator finally coming out from Jeep. What is that in the background? Massive trucks. So uh, Moab is a, is a cut through of the Highway 191. Okay. And uh, big, giant, big rigs with Jake brakes roll through town all the time. That sounded like a, like a, like some kind of a, like a dual sport bike, no, like, a, like no. a Ducati or I something. I was literally probably three football fields away from the road. Oh, wow. Maybe two football fields. That's yeah. loud. Yeah. How does that make you feel knowing that you were putting together Jeep pickups in the modern era before Jeep was putting together? And is that renewed interest in the Jeep pickup platform? What do you think that means for brute secondhand sales? No, it sounds like you're the Daytona Speedway. Isn't it crazy? It, yeah. Because they're hard to find. I, I was, for fun, was looking on eBay and they don't come up that often. No, they don't come up that often. Um, there's a couple guys who have a few. Um, I know where there's a few. I even know where there's one for sale. But um, I mm, think... How much? I might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a funny one. Dave Yegi, myself, uh-huh. and my father built it. Um, Is it one of Yegi's? No. Okay. No, it, it wasn't one of Yegi's. By the way, Dave Yegi worked for Jeep and then went over to work for American Expedition Vehicles. Yep, Dave Yegi's also the godfather to my kids. Oh, so, okay. All right, so you, you and Dave go way back. Yeah, we go way back. In fact, Dave donated... Um, the back half of the cab when I was building Frankenbrut the first time because uh, so I worked with him at AEV. I met Dave uh, at Jeep when the four-door JK came out. And actually, prior to that, I was one of the first journalists to see the four-door. Okay. And so I walked around the green four-door prototype. Is this just get you guys like see who's who's cooler? I knew the AEV and I... <laughs> keep on hating. <laughs> Go ahead. Just keep on hating. No, you guys are, it's funny because you guys are battling to see who knew who longer. No, no, I think what we were trying to do is uh, we were uh, we're figuring out if we knew the same people. And it's no, cool. no, that's not I, how it comes across. It I comes across never, as who's got the higher ground here. I had never met him before, and so to uh, to know that we had some of the same uh, experiences and the same people in our circle is pretty cool. No, 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 no. This is when you're at a dinner party and you're with your wife, and then you meet another, you've got another couple, and you find out that you know the same group of people, uh-huh. right? And you're hanging out, and it's like, Who's got the better job? Who has the nicer car? That's what's happening here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep when going. I was one of the first journalists to be brought in early to see it, right. which is very cool. And just so we go for back. more knowledge bomb, Mr. Dave Yegi uh, is also the godfather to the Rubicon. So Dave Yegi and Jim Friends. Yep. Are, are Jay- <laughs> it's who knows more. <laughs> no, we're, we're delivering content and information to our listeners. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Um, and so Jim Rep is a well-known Jeep engineer who's been there for like 29 years or something like that. Yep. Uh, Jim Friends had uh, nth degree, I believe it was. Yep, Jim, Jim Friends was an engineer for Chrysler, suspension engineer, and then he did nth degree, and then he did AEV, and yep. he, he does a lot. He's one of the best suspension engineers on the planet. 
But Yegi and Rep and a couple other engineers all got together and they built it at Yegi. I think it was at Yegi's house, the very first Rubicon. Um, and then they gave it to the execs and they yeah. had him driving on the Rubicon Trail. Yeah. And the story's, the story's been published, so it's great. But yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of information out there. And now what, what would Jeep be without Rubicon? Rubicon re- represents so much to the Jeep brand today. And it really started as a passion project from some engineers on the inside. Yep, yeah, passion projects, Rubicon, you know, they used uh, ARBs and a Terra Low kit. Yep. The Rubicon set the Jeep into a whole new world, and I think that the new Gladiator is going to do the same thing. Um, we know as Jeepers, we love trucks. I mean, I built one. Yeah, I've built a lot of them. Um, I'm even doing another one right now. I just picked up a J20, and I'm going to poke a little oh, bit funny. Okay, all um, right. So hopefully you'll see it at SEMA. <laughs> I think the new Gladiator platform and the Rubicon platform, you know, the Rubicon platform's nearly 20 years old now. Yeah. It's getting pretty close. Yeah. Um, I think the Gladiator is going to open up a whole new world. I, I think the Gladiator is one of those products where you don't even know what people are going to do with it yet. There's no way. And we'll be here in three or four years, and we'll be amazed at what people do with that platform. Oh, it, it's going to change everything. I mean, I'm I'm dying to get my hands on one and customize it a little bit uh, in my fashion. You know, I'll do something fun with it. But, yeah, I think it's a whole new world because you can go out and buy a Gladiator and then tow your current Jeep to the trail. Yeah, 7,650, 7,500, that's right. It's 1,650 payload and 7,500 on uh, towing. Yeah, so, you know, most Jeeps don't even weigh close to that. So, yeah, it's it's a phenomenal platform. I love it. Um, I've driven a couple. um, We've covered it extensively on the podcast, and I've had uh, early access to it. In fact, um, I got to see JL two years before it came out, and some of the things I was working on with Jeep for JL are on JT. And so, for me, not you know, being able to talk about it for the past three or four years and oh, knowing yeah. about it and having conversations with the marketing engineering about it. It's fun. I can finally talk about it. And so, you know, I've got a little bit of pride to it myself yep. and seeing them out in the wild. It's like, I, you know, a little piece of my, you know, my suggestions went into that vehicle. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And, and I get some of the same benefit occasionally because I'm very, very close to Chrysler. Sure. Yeah. Um, right up the road. And a lot of engineers are my friends. So that was you saying I was very influential in this vehicle. Then it was him volleying it back saying, I'm right up the street from Chrysler and I, I'm important as well. We're all important. <laughs> We're all important to making this great big hobby and machine run right. Okay. I just, I'm watching you guys just play volleyball back and forth across the net. But it's fun. Okay. It's fun. You know, we've had some JTs at the shop that I got to poke at and look at things and we've- He's not going to let you be better. No. He's just not. He's not going to let you. It's be not better. about being better. <laughs> no, he's not going to let establishing you. our credibility. No, you're both. You're both like chest to chest right now, and you're like not even like who that. has more nope. more clout. Not with, even like that a little Jeep. bit. Yeah, no, nope. that's not how it's coming across to this listener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're they're phenomenal. I I really think that the new Gladiator is a new stepping stone. Um, I think it's going to bring a lot more people into the brand, and it's going to expand what all of us current Jeepers can do. Yeah, because. It's a whole new platform, yeah, and it really is exceptional. Um, I haven't driven one off road yet, so maybe you will of, not be disappointed. Maybe one of these guys will let me this week. Uh, um, you, we might know some people, but uh, definitely, I have really, really high regards for it at this point. So one last thing, uh, just a funny story we're talking about, Frankenbrew. So those of you who remember, we had a TJ that was a dollar vehicle that was given to uh, Four Wheeler Magazine back in the, I guess it would be the the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and started it started off as Project Teal J. Project Teal J, and it was the ugliest teal color. And so everybody, every time you knew, you know, when you saw the thing in Moab, nobody ever had that color Jeep. So it was, and you look around the parking lot right now, there it looks like every color every ever made. We have 120 Jeeps, not one of them is 
was that teal color. And yep. and everybody knew it was iconic for four-wheeler. And then we, when AV came out of the Brute Kit, we converted it to a Brute, became yep. Teal Brute. I actually helped package that Brute Kit when it got shipped to you guys. So I, I was intimately aware of it. Um. <laughs> he packaged it. Because uh, we need people like no, that. No, it's you saying, hey, look, we had this thing. And then he comes right back with, I was involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> that shipped to you guys. So I, I was intimately aware of it. Um, I even, they, they talked for a little bit. They were going to send me. At what point do you just drop trout to see whose is longer? <laughs> do, at what point does that happen in this interview? You know, I've, I've been very, very fortunate in my adult career, especially after I got into Jeeps, because my father worked at Chrysler. Um, even he's the one that pulled Dave Yegi under his wing when yep. Yegi first started. And I grew up with all the original Lunatic Fringe guys. Yeah. When I was a kid, they'd come over to my By house. the way, Lunatic Fringe is a small collection of Jeep engineers that were always pushing the boundaries at Jeep. And they sort of formed this little group. It's, if you think of it as like Lockheed Skunk Works or something along those lines. But the Lunatic Fringe was a thing. And it was an engineering thing. And so every once in a while, you may hear on this show, people reference it. Herb Helbig may have uh, referenced it a little bit uh, in our past episode about the Ram SRT-10. And you'll hear from the Jeep guys. And there's a, there's a lot of love for former Chrysler engineers for for anything Lunatic Fringe. Oh, and definitely. And, and just... You know, because we're really delving into it, and I, now that I realize this is a podcast, it's not a big deal. Um, so Frankenbrute, just for fun, it's been touched by Dave Yegi, Dave Thompson, Phil Tony built the monster straight six that's under the hood, um, Mark Luscombe, uh, Jim Rep, um, all of these guys who. I'm just sidetracked by the Cummins in the background. Yeah, that thing sounds cool, huh? Who are all original Lunatic Fringe guys yep. have all touched this. Even Steve Schluter. Um, and Schluter, I love Schluter. He's out in Arizona now. Um, and I'm proud to say, as a 41-year-old guy who's way younger than all of the Lunatic Fringe <laughs> members, um, I'm proud to say that they gifted me my own Lunatic Fringe shirts. Very cool. So I'm one of the only non-Chrysler employees that I know of. All right, let me make this interview a little better. How does this? Is this better? I don't think that's better. Unofficial use only. Unofficial use, and that's your Instagram and Facebook as well. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, but we're bringing in some lunatic, lunatic fringe stuff, and maybe you know we can collaborate cool. together because I'm going to bring in all those lunatic French guys and we're going to have fireside chats and talk about some of those rare stories oh, yeah. that everybody gets to hear. That, that would be awesome. I'd love to uh, share some of those stories with our audience as well. So, yeah. well, thank you very much. We'll let you uh, hit the trail and uh, thanks for sharing a little story behind Frankenbrood and uh, no, no more rolling this week. No, no more rolling this week. That's why I pulled the 10 <laughs> off. Enjoy the week. Very nice guy. Uh, very nice guy. I enjoyed the interview and, uh, but it was most fun just to listen to you spar. And, um, I prefer jousting. <laughs> jousting. All right, this next one is pretty cool. It's uh, the guys from the 42 MB flat fender who drove the entire 700 whatever miles. Now yeah. this sounds good. Who am I with right now? Tom Elbert. Steve Brookins. And uh, you guys had quite the tale. There's a uh, really cool old, I think it's a 42. One second. Let, M- me, uh, let me go back to this and play his name again. Steve Brookins. Steve is, let me say, he is, Steve is... Steve is 5'7", weighs about 145 pounds. Maybe he's like 65 years old. Sure. Is that what does he look like? Uh, that's in the ballpark. Okay. Yeah. Steve Brookins. And uh, you guys had quite the tale. There's a uh, really cool... Just the name, the way he says it, I felt like I knew him. Just, just listen. Steve Brookins. 
And right. uh, you guys had quite the tail. There's a uh, really <laughs> cool old, I think it's a 42 MB uh, flat fender basically out there. And uh, I heard some vicious rumor that that little guy has uh, the old flathead four in it. And you guys drove the entire JP Durden drive, no top, just cruising a flat fender. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a flathead four with the, the Hurricane, what is it, 134? Yep. Three speed, no overdrive. Away we go. It just chugs right on along. What uh, what axles? The original ones? Original axles. I put disc brakes on it. I got yep. tired of the mystery direction <laughs> on the stops. So. What was it like for you guys? Just uh, you know, all these modern big jeeps, and you're just trudging along in the uh, in old faithful. I, I do that at home. Well, I love doing that. You go out and you watch these guys and the big expensive stuff, and you got to think a little more. But you can make your way up about the same. Uh, some stuff there's no yeah. way, but most of the stuff you can you can manage your way up. The thing that bugged me most about this was the highway i wasn't used to that many highway miles but that little thing just went just flawlessly it was i was really happy with that so many builders these days throw on a set of 40s and you just drive up stuff and to me that's no fun like i like to pick my lines and when i had my old flat fender that was the best thing about it is you, you have to think about what you're doing and and you're picking gears ahead of time and you're thinking ahead of time you're knowing where the drop-off is and you have to know that machine and that's the thing they're machines today they're i don't know they're not the machines they used to be well, and you get you get spotters, and the spotters will tell you, oh, this way. Well, it's like I've been driving. The, I've had I've had this thing for 38 years, so I pretty well know where I need to go, and I appreciate you there. And you can see where you need to go. And I can see, I can tell where that tire is already. Exactly. Yeah. So, what's the history of the Jeep? You've had it for you said 38 years. I bought it in 1980. I was in college. And always wanted a Jeep. Bought the thing for two grand. And you got your money's worth out of it, huh? Oh, God. Well, <laughs> I broke an axle in it the first couple of weeks, and I called up a friend of his and, and mine and said, I, I, don't, I have no clue what to do. What do I do with this thing? And he came over and looked at it and shook his head, and together we managed to figure it out and go to Scotty's Jip Raking in Fontana and got ourselves a new <laughs> new axle and put it in there, and I think that axle's been in there ever since. I've, I've broken things. I've had to pull axles out and, and drop drive shafts out, and I still... That thing's got me home every time. No yeah. matter no matter what I've had to do to it, I've got it home. And that one poor guy out there this week had the, the C-clip wouldn't come off his oh, broken yeah. axle, and they spent half the night out there trying to get that C-clip off that thing. But it, it's been good. It, it's a nice little thing. I haven't really done anything to it. I changed the brakes and, and did this, that, but but nothing, really nothing. You know, it's, it's rusty. The frame's been bent God knows how many times. <laughs> it's been bent and welded back together. But you know what? If I change any of that stuff... It's not, it's not the same. It's not my Jeep anymore. Right. You know, it's just something I could have gone and bought parts for. Well, that's the thing is, it's 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 earned every one of those dents and scratches, that patina, and I think too many people today uh, want to erase the history. And for you to be out there having fun, it's it's awesome. So when I heard the story that you guys did the whole trip, and I don't even know, it was, it was several hundred miles. That, they were saying it was what five five, five something. something. Five, I, I think it's five over five hundred. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that first day we did 120 miles. I've never driven that 120 miles in one stretch in the years that I've had it. And I was just so tickled that it it got along so well. It lived to tell the tale. It did its thing. It was I was just really happy with that. Awesome. Well, uh, glad you guys were able to come out on J.P. Dern Drive. Thanks for the story, and thanks for keeping these old pieces of iron uh, alive and, and well so that younger generations can enjoy it because I, I, I think that, um, you know, there aren't that many in that condition where you can go up and appreciate and again the history and the fact that it's earned all that so appreciate you guys well, you're welcome thank you yeah the co-pilot <clears throat> not a talker 
No, he's like uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. You know, he was definitely the Silent Bob type. And uh, he's definitely the guy you want on a road trip because he'll uh, he'll never say anything offensive. He, he'll never talk. He might grunt a couple times. And mostly you don't even know he's there. But if you break down, you have an extra set of hands. Chain smoker? Well. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Our recorder died. Rookie. This is Sean Holman, and I'm a rookie. I've never. Wait, what happened? So uh, that was uh, that's Dave Chappelle from Dirt Every Day. Sure. And I said, Dave, finally, let's get you on the show. And we started recording. The recorder died. Oh. I've had I've had two hours of sleep, and the recorder died while we were interviewing the people I'm standing in front of. So, all right, we're gonna start this over as if we had never done this before. Oh, boy. And I have uh, Dave Chappelle, Trent McGee, and Vern Simons, all uh, guys that you'll be familiar with if you follow the magazines or Dirt Every Day, and. Uh, what were we talking about? You drinking and high kicking and some full size truck and you see, you use the word ho- uh, hornswoggled. Tell us more about that. All right, so we'll just start from the start from the top. Um, where were we at? We were we were high kicking. We were dancing. I I am known to do dumb things. I don't know. That's probably why I got the job I got. As dumb as having your batteries run out on your recorder when you're interviewing like high profile celebrities in the off road world. Yeah, celebrities. <laughs> yeah, celebrities. <laughs> Quotation marks. Celebrities. No, uh, today we are in Moab, Utah. I am a mini wheeler, mini truck. Samurai Jeep. See, guys, it all goes back to mini trucks. We talk about this all the time. Every dang time. (laughs) Every time. We need to have a drop for it goes back to mini trucks because, like, every person we talk to has some sort of connection to mini trucks. So the drop has to be something about like uh, it's got to feel '80s, you know, like and it's got to have like airbag exhale noise or something. (laughs) Yeah. I I am here, and I got to go four wheeling today in Moab, Utah. I get to come here every once in a while. I never get to wheel exactly how I want to. This year I got thrown in the front seat of a Dodge truck, full size. It's built for this 300 pound Viking. I was sitting on a Carhartt jacket, a tool bag, and a couple of t-shirts so I could see over the dash. So that was was my experience today, trying to figure out how to drive this truck. I've never been in in my life. So wait, so you were on like a phone book in the driver's seat. Yes. Going up and down. So for those who don't know, Full Size Invasion is this run that has been put on in Moab. That's sort of like a little bit of the middle finger to the jeeping community, except it's been fully embraced. So It's, it's this fantastic. Weird it's all full-size rigs, and you guys go on all these rad jeep trails in giant, massive trucks that are like crew cab long beds with like 40s. Yeah, there's actually this dude out of Texas that's in a crew cab square body Chevy dually that dominates. So it's it's a cool run. <laughs> See, Lightning, you could have taken your dually to Moab. Dude, a Dooley up there. Yeah. That's bonkers. I, we should have done it before you sold it. Our listeners have been asking for us to have Dave on the show for so long. What we should have done is given him the keys to your dually that you just sold and let him have fun for a weekend in Moab. And crash it. And that, I, what I'm thinking is he would have sold it for a lot more than he did if, uh, if you would have done a Dirt Every Day episode out of it. Let me. We're actually really all very good at crashing things and putting dents and devaluing vehicles in general. So here's the thing. I am... I am nobody in this industry but i can crash a truck i can get a truck stuck <laughs> i can then i can fix it so that's a, that's the that's thing that's what's important if you can fix it you're allowed to do anything that's like your that's like your free card I, yesterday or yeah yesterday i actually did a little ad for max tracks where i got a truck stuck on purpose like is that the killer job or what i mean that's pretty good yeah so what did you do uh f- too high and then just gun it was it sandy yeah. or so check this out it's a it was a Colorado ZR2, so it's a pretty rad truck. So I locked up the rear and just power braked it until it wouldn't move anymore. And then I was like, you need your max tracks, and I walked away. <laughs> Have you guys seen that deal, and I don't know if anybody's ever tried it, where there's a block 
that you put on through one spoke of your tires and then, and then you like use a nylon strap yeah. and then it kind of have you guys ever used that before is it snake oil 100 percent not yeah no it's probably totally snake oil it to uh, I, I i love it it's great do it all the time no i have no idea <laughs> so it reminds me of a, we were on four-wheeler of the year one year and we got a flat tire so we used an entire roll of duct tape and taped around where we got the flat and and it survived it survived for like another 300 miles. Here's the thing. I have these old catalogs from Dick, Dick Zipek in like 77, and they sold those same things you're talking about, where you bolt this. So ch- they're not new. No, you bolt this chingadera to your wheel, yeah. you get stuck, and you wrap this rope around <laughs> and it. And then you rip up your inner fender well. Yeah, Sweet. and then you drag your buddy back into the hole you just got stuck in. I think that's how it works. Is that how, well, and then uh, I think there's the instructions had guys drinking beer back then and smoking cigarettes too, yeah, right? Probably, yeah. Probably. I mean, it was definitely invented by somebody who was drunk, who looked in the back of his truck and said, I don't know, let's put this new tool a together tie and a piece of wood i mean right. what could go wrong so you guys have all been experienced wheeling all that fun stuff what is your best save situation what is you got stuck or horribly broken and you managed to use the resources at your disposal oh. you didn't plan for it mm. and it, maybe it was you're going out on a day trip you're like screw it i'll leave the toolbox behind i don't need it or whatever and you guys were somewhere i want to hear each of yours so we'll start with dave all right, so my best save was Ultimate Adventure 2015. We were stuck in Lake City, Florida, uh, with a reader's rig, Jimmy Jack. He's a, he's the bomb. Uh, his his rig was not running right. It was misfiring. It was doing all sorts of problems. So what we did was we tried to repair it in a abandoned fuel station in Lake City, Florida, where apparently there was an unsolved murder the night before. So oh. we ended up talking to the police department. They escorted us out of that sketchy situation. We went to the uh, city hall parking lot. We drank beer, and we got the uh, mechanic from the fire department to fix it for us. Okay, that's really resourceful. Which, by the way, anybody listening, this is why you should always carry cold beer in your cooler, because you never know the, the next guy who's going to... I feel like everybody who's on the trail who can fix something likes drinking beer. Am I wrong there? Uh, absolutely. I like beer. <laughs> yeah. All right, Trent, you're up. Okay, all right. Well, like I said, biggest save, I think, save in terms of, like, save from rolling. There was one time, and actually Vern was there. It was, oh, TDS, yeah. it was like we weren't five minutes into the trail, and we were with John Kappa, and we turned yes. down this little arroyo. There were, like, eight, eight uh, magazine, eight camera, magazine guys, camera photographers. All standing around. Nobody has any footage of this. It's not a single still. thing. Was that the same night that a certain publisher took out the uh, four-wheeler GX470, got stuck in a mud no, pit, no, pit no, no, and no. stood on the roof? This is much, this is much more recent than <laughs> that. That's what, much the more recent time and, that I broke the rear axle in half. And yeah, yeah no, this, so, so, so not five insane. minutes into being at TDS, um, I proceed to drop down into this arroyo. The suspension on my buggy completely unloads. I had my camera bag oh. in the passenger seat. The camera bag flies over my head, hits the windshield over, the, over my head. It lands in my lap. And all I could, and I'm I'm on one wheel. I'm totally on one wheel. Everybody verified this. I can verify that. And uh, all I thought was, well, all I can do is pin it, and I pinned it and saved it. No way. And there is not one. There were eight magazine journalists on this. I'm sorry. Picture picture didn't happen. Never happened. It's not on social media. (laughs) So then, in terms of the biggest break slash ingenious fix or whatever, I can't claim to this. This is some Southern boys from Alabama, um, but one time out of Teleco uh, at the guardrail, which is about as far back as where you can be and and still, you know, get to a trailer. It's about as far back in the park as you can get. The guy broke his drag link in half, an old spring over with an S drag link that always yeah, folds yeah. up. They used a chain and made a chain drag link that had pull-pull 
no went from way. The knuckle up to the pitman arm, put a bolt through, down to the other knuckle, had pull, pull, and walk, drove that. I'm impressed. Down. That's that's yeah. all right. That that's that's epic. solid. That was pretty yeah. epic. Which All right, Vern. Why I love oh, man. Yeah, right. Everybody. And by the way, have you noticed like every one of those things is usually around Florida? Yeah. I think the Floridians. There's something in the water down there. Yeah. So probably one of my favorites is, uh, and this is long before I worked for a magazine, but I was driving an '85 Forerunner to uh, Myrtle Beach for Beach Week. I think we were in college. There may or may not have been some beers involved, <laughs> and we we're uh, partway there. There's four guys in my this Forerunner. It's pretty clapped out. The throttle cable breaks. Wait, hold on, Forerunner. Yeah. Was it a four-door or a two-door with a fiberglass shell? It was a, a 85, so it was an SR5 oh, wow. with a 22 oh, that was That was a solid axle, yeah. 85. Fuel injected or not? It was. It was a 22. Okay, so you had a, it was a unicorn. Yeah. Because that, that was the, the yeah. 85, 86 on the Toyotas was that the greatest vehicle ever made. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the one. It was the one. It was red. You know what's funny is I think Toyota's still uh, you know living off those laurels today. They, right. <laughs> they regret pulling the plug on that one. I'm uh, sure. Yeah. So the throttle cable breaks and I'm at a stoplight and the engine revs and I just turn the key off before it starts floating valves or shooting <laughs> rods out of the engine. And we kind of uh, pushed it over to the side. And then we used the drawstring for my bathing suit, a Bic pen, oh, that's and awesome. a mag light. And so my roommate... Wait, what is he, MacGyver over here? That's what, is, that's wait, what wait, I want to find out. I want to find out people's MacGyver moments. Wait, hold on a second. So, so he used the, the drawstring from his bathing suit, uh -huh. his mag light, uh -huh. and what was the other thing? A Bic pen. A Bic pen. And so my roommate... How did you keep your pants on? I, I didn't need pants. <laughs> so he's got the mag light with the... the, the it was Beach Week. <laughs> with the, uh, with the, he's got the mag light with, this, uh, with the drawstring for my bathing suit wrapped around it. And he's using that like a motorcycle throttle. Yes! <laughs> and the BIC, the BIC is helping so that you can pass the drawstring through, through the, firewall. the firewall. Right. Because it, right up so it was one of those line. clear BICs where you could pull out the... Uh, yeah. It, that so was the one you'd put on the end. Do you guys remember they had like those big water balloons and you'd oh, yeah. use the end of the bic and you could yeah. shoot all your neighbors and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Water willy. Yeah. yeah. So that is serious MacGyver right there. Do you remember water willies? No. You never saw one of those? No. What's water willy? It willies? was a big balloon yeah. and you'd always put it on the end of oh, a Oh, yeah, on the pen. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you then, squirt it out. Then you had way more water than your buddies did when they had their uh, I didn't know they had guns. that name, water yeah, willies. Water it was just a balloon with a pen on the end, yeah. Okay. You bought them at the 99 cent store. They were awesome. Yeah. So, oh, man. I feel like I feel like we're, we're having a moment here, boys. <laughs> I do feel old. What, what we're doing is showing our age. Yeah. What's happening right now. A pen, for those of you who use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the throttle body's on that side of the car, so he has to do the gas. But I'm still. It's a manual transmission, so oh, I'm working that's the coordination. Clutch. And and, the and who was sitting on your lap doing the rest of it? <laughs> Unfortunately, no one. And so we were. I, there was one particular time when, when I we, say dance, dance. <laughs> yeah, we're, we were trying to make a left turn, and there was traffic coming, and he was like, rawr, rawr, and I was like, no, I don't want to do it. How many times did you pop the clutch? Yeah, I'm sure I did bad, bad, evil things to that clutch. All right, so now you guys are making me reminisce. And so I think my best one ever, my dad and I were with a group. I used to, um, back on the, we, when the internet was in its infancy, well, maybe not the infancy, but there used to be things called forums. Yes. And they were actually cool back then and they useful. Were cool. yeah. They were neat. It wasn't yeah. like today's forums where it was like Thanks, your, mo photo bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. your mom wears combat boots and like two posts or less, right? 
So back then, uh, I was a moderator on a forum called Off-Road Rangers. And so it was a bunch of Ranger people. And I had a 2000, uh, 2002 Ranger FX4, which then became a level two. So I had the Alcos and the Bill Steins, and it was a cool truck. And I had uh, RCD lift kit on it. Uh, I was one of the prototypes for it. My dad and I were in Death Valley with a bunch of friends. And Holland asked, because I've had a new truck with Bill Steins on it. And I'm like, hey, this is cool. Back then when 5100s were like badass. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, they still are. Oh, no, they are. But I have 8100s on my JK. And I'm like, what's a 5100? So uh, I hit the nose of a rock sticking out of the trail at speed and pushed my tie rod through the steering rack. So oh, if you're familiar with those yeah, steering yeah. racks, they're all aluminum. They come apart easily. Uh, yeah. So. All I think the f I read this article. You may, you may have. I, I do recall hearing something about a Ford Ranger rack blowing up and uh -huh. the internals becoming the externals. It was ugly. It was, uh, it was all cracked throughout and uh, all the fluid came out. So now we had to figure out what to do. And so we were trying to find, everybody had different belts for different things. And we we're trying to bypass the pump altogether. That wasn't going to work. We had one of those emergency serpentine belts that you could build a belt. That wasn't going to work. Um, we we're trying to do all the by so what we ended up doing is we took the high side and the low side or high pressure low pressure Your and we of the uh, power steering pump uh -huh. put them together <laughs> and then we just had the pump circulate so we had manual steering yeah, okay. and so it still steered and then my dad had to help me on every turn lean over and turn the steering wheel and we made it and with the truck was like this making all sorts of noise on the freeway we drove 400 miles home and when I took the rack out, the rack came out in pieces. Right. And I have no idea how we were able to drive home. I and mean, we were doing freeway on ramps. And my dad, I'm like, pull! You know, my, we're making a right turn. And my dad's pulling the wheel from the passenger side. So anyway, that was my. Uh, that's the one I think I'm, I'm most proud of. And since they, since then, they invented parts stores where you <laughs> yeah. can repair your vehicle. I was like, I don't know, 20 or something like that. I just wanted to get home. I was sad. My my my, my like one year old truck was in a million pieces. All right. So Moab is obviously. One of the most awesome weeks for wheelers. What do you guys like about how long have you been coming out, Dave? Uh, this is my fifth time out here. Um, I've come out, I've never been here the way I want to come. I want to come out here with my own rig that I'm comfortable in. I want to bring my family. I want to come out and I want to camp and have some fun. I keep coming for Jeep Safari, which is cool. I came here on my honeymoon, um, which was awesome. We did like 10 days of camping and we four-wheeled a little bit, but... It was in a stock Jeep, which was also cool. And then I've also been here as a 12-year-old who thought Moab Slick Rock was awesome, and we stopped on the way for... Uh, it still is. It is, but I didn't bring a mountain bike. I just do it wrong, man, every oh, time. All right, you need to work on that. Trent? Uh, let's see, I think this is my 22nd Easter Jeep. Who's showing his age now? I know, I know. Hey, Grandpa. Well, but I also started when I was like 20. I love Jeep Safari. I always tell first-timers, you always, oh, I'm going to make it to Moab one day. I always tell people, you're going to come Jeep Safari, but we'll come early and stay early or come late and stay, stay late, late. Yeah. so you can actually get some four-wheeling in because the, the four-wheeling during the week, there's a lot of traffic or whatever. But I will say that my best time ever in Moab is I blew up a motor here during Jeep Safari. My wife and I came back here in September, <laughs> and that's a terrible time to come to Moab. Yeah, Don't awful. Don't come here. Don't ever cold, miserable. Nobody's here. Yeah, no, no. We had, but we had the best time <laughs> doing some killer trails, and it was just her and I. It was rad. That's very cool. Okay, Vern. I've been been to Moab eleven teen times. I don't know really, but my wife and I did elope to Moab. <laughs> yeah. We were married by Mayor Dave some ten years ago. That's, That's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, you're like an honorary Moabian. I, yeah, I, think. I think so. Moabite. I'm not sure what would you call people uh, here. A Moab. I have no idea. A mo Moab. A Moab. <laughs> All right. Moabian. One last question, and I'll let you guys go. What is your favorite quintessential Moab trail? 
Dave. Hell's Revenge all the way. Hell's Revenge, without a doubt. That's quintessential. Yeah, yeah. Hell's Revenge is, uh, if you're going to do one trail, that's the one to do. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's, it's, it's, a lot of people come all the time like, oh, it's Hell's, it's played out. It's not. It's, it's the best. It's the quintessential slick rock, uh, slick rock trail that you think of when you see the red rock and, and Jeeps and Toyotas and everybody wheeling on it. I agree. Hell's Revenge. And if you can drive, you can do it in just about any four-wheel drive with a low range. Including a Crown Victoria. Or a a Crown Vic. (laughs) So go go on, this true story, go on YouTube. There's a dude who videoed himself doing the entire Hell's Revenge in a Crown Victoria. He drops off a ledge and the trunk pops open, which is awesome. And I actually, Brubaker and I, Ken Brubaker from Four Wheeler and I, were on the trail one day and came across him actually on the trail with his Crown Victoria when he was really doing it. So I know it's not just a wife's tale. I've seen the guy do it. I actually saw him out here as well about five years ago. So I think Kappa did it in a five ton with ice on the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's a deuce and a half. Deuce and a half. My favorite too, if you come out to Moab and you only have time for one trail, Hell's Revenge. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Dave, we have to have you come back on the show for a, for a longer stint. And of course you guys are welcome anytime, Trent and Vern. So we'll uh, see you later in the week. Have a great week guys. Yeah, we need them in studio. That's like a threefer. And it was fun because everybody knows each other. They're all buddies. Yeah. It was just like hanging out, talking it was, to your friends. It, it, was, uh, it was cool. It was, wasn't like the previous interview where you guys were just going toe-to-toe. There's a lot more fun. Well, these are people that I actually know, so right. you know, I'm not trying to figure <laughs> out like where we all stand. Uh, you should play uh, this, uh, this next one. You might have to guess some uh, music. Oh, wait. Is this a... Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your notes. Come on and cast your vote. Know your notes. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your notes. Vroom, 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 vroom. <laughs> that is horrid. Great. I, you know it's great. I know how people hate our jingles. That is one that has never great. grown on me. Oh. That's a Jeep. It's a Jeep product. How would you know that? Uh, you can just hear the metal around the engine. You know, it's <laughs> like uh, the, I, I don't know what engine it is, but that oh, sounds come on, like that a, should be the easiest thing for you to guess. Uh, no, I don't. Way e- easier for you to guess the uh, engine than it is to guess uh, no, what it's because, sitting in. No, it's not, because uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm an audio guy, so uh-huh. I know the sound of the uh-huh. of that body. Okay, listen, to, there's, another, there's another one of the same engine. Play the other sound clip. See if that helps you. Oh, that sounds completely different. It's the same engine. What? Yeah. Oh my lord. Uh, Mr. Audio Guy. I don't. I, uh, know your notes. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't have a clue. That's a hell crate. Oh, wait, it is? Yeah, 700-horsepower Hell Crate sitting in a uh, M715. You know, every year Jeep does these uh, concept. It was an old M715 with a Hell Crate in it. Freaking awesome. So our next interview is with Mark Allen, head it, of Jeep it, Design. It's a one more time. It's because I don't, I'm not hearing the exhaust note. Who you don't even I mean, need to hear not, these off. No, you hear not, the supercharger. Yeah, no, I hear that. No, wait. Super- yeah, okay. I, I I get it now. Well, I would not have guessed that. You you totally stumped me. You I was not able to know my note. Know your notes. Vroom 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 vroom. All right, that's horrid. Yeah. It's so horrid. 
I, I even have to write us a hate mail for that uh, for that one. Yeah. All right, so uh, play uh, uh, Mark Allen. This is the head designer of Jeep, and every year for the past, I don't know, it's probably been 10 or 12 years, maybe more, he's done a bunch of uh, Jeep concepts that hint at what's coming in the future from Jeep. And um, he's got another one? Uh, he had three this year. Oh, my gosh. So our good friend Mark Allen, uh, I guess it's the head of design for Jeep? Yes, yeah. I never get that right. Yes, I don't either. That's fine. doesn't really matter. I, I'm the guy that, that uh, does the exterior of all the Jeep products. You'll remember Mark from our uh, LA Auto Show episode where uh, it sounded like he had a piece of gravel in his throat oh, explaining yeah. the new Gladiator. Yeah, sorry. I feel better today, so <laughs> yeah, thanks. So you brought a whole slew of things out here. Let's see, you've got old J-Truck. We've got the uh, long bed Comanche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that thing's cool. MJ. Mm -hmm. You've got your the flat bill. Mm -hmm. We've got the way out, mm -hmm. and we've got the uh, five quarter. Yeah. So you want to just walk through each of those real quick? Yeah. Well, we what we don't have here is a Wrangler. I, I noticed. Didn't make a Wrangler this year, so we're celebrating the launch of uh, of Gladiator. And we've done it by uh, building a few special Gladiators. Uh, we've built a very special M715. Let's start with these trucks over here. I've yeah. got a, it's a 71 J10 truck that we've just recently picked up to support these kind of events as a driver. It's very cool, by the way. Blue with hubcaps on it, which yeah. I love. Yeah, it's got the Steelys uh, with the uh, with the dog dishes on it. Of high interest, though, is parked next to it, it's a 1992 Comanche. It's a two-wheel drive long bed. It's blue, completely unremarkable. What's really <laughs> cool about it is it does has not yet got 11 miles on it. It has 10.7 miles on it. So did you tow it out here? Because I remember we were talking about this. I'm like, how is he going to get it out to where it needs to be? I, I don't know how it got here. We, I just Helicopter, airdrop. But that truck has been sitting, languishing in the back of a warehouse in Detroit. Um, how, did you, how did you find it? Like, were you aware well, of it? Well, yeah, I was aware of it. I've been aware of it for many years. And it's and it's been, now's a good, good time to bring it out because we're celebrating truck. But um, it's there's like things that are really interesting in the warehouse and then there's this old Comanche in the just back and it's just dusty and yeah how did it get there do you know what the history is I of it I don't know I don't know so somebody grabbed it in 92 uh, last year of that truck it's a time capsule this bad boy but it's it's an oddly optioned it doesn't have four-wheel drive it's not a short box but whatever and by the way tell you know for people who don't know tell oh, us yeah. about the four-wheel drive system that's not there and yeah. how the front axle is done on a solid axle vehicle yeah if, if you've never seen a two-wheel drive front axle on those and on, on XJ's and uh, in the first couple of years of JK also JK's, well the front axle is a piece of pipe with spindles <laughs> on the end it's comical. When they raced those in SCCA, if you remember, they uh, I talked to one of the guys that worked on them. They would just rack the axles up and put different degrees of bend in them. That's how they got their camber. Which is super funny. Those cars, they, the, that truck, they dominated in SCCA. Yeah. They did big four liter. Uh, and most funny to me is that it happens to be the Comanche Pioneer Edition. Which, by the way, uh, it was uh, it was Western before the Laramie Longhorn was Western. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's it's a mix of cowboys and Indians, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Comanche Pioneer. Uh, straight from 1991. Yes. All right, uh, so let's move on to the stuff that you guys actually built. So we've got the uh, the flat bill, which is exactly what you would imagine it to be. Yes. Uh, it's definitely one extreme of what we think people will do with Gladiator. Got a couple of KTM two-strokes in the back, yep. and it's got uh, acid green. Green, is that the color? Yeah, yeah. And we really called it flat bill. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not everybody will get that, but that's fine. If you're if you're from SoCal, <laughs> you, you actually have a flat bill hat in there, a black one, and yeah. you made me wear it, but I didn't feel right because I didn't have my tall black socks on. Black socks and a sleeve. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we built two trucks, kind of the bookends of what we're going to think we think Gladiator's going to be. So the flat bill, describe that to you, it's 40-inch tire on a 20-inch wheel. The uh, axles are 60s in it. 
that we get from... Eight lug 60s. Yep, from Dynatrack. Yep. Uh, shout out to Jim there. And then, um, most remarkable, it's got a 40-inch tire with a 2-inch lift. Which is crazy. Right? You're basically taking the factory flares off, you've got the thin flares, and you've got plenty of room for articulation. Yeah. Is that a Mel's kit on there, Off-Road Evolution? Yes. Yes. So I know he, yeah. he built up his Gladiator, and he's here in town also yeah. with 40s. Oh, yeah. Who was first? Racing. Oh, this is the first on 40. Oh, dude. We're, I, I, I got Mel his truck, and, and we metered it out <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Dirty, dirty pool. Um, so, yeah, the, it's got a hood, and fenders are styled. We, we've picked up the whole look of the, the truck yeah. from the bikes. So it's it's styled like a bike. It's got it's got bike-like graphics. Number 41, and you've got which the, is our birth year. The window graphic on it is all black, the, yeah. the B-pillar. And instead yeah. of having that body-color B-pillar, it's it's sort of a more modern take, especially with yeah. the, the soft top, the black soft top. What I love about the Gladiator soft top is those rear curtains that come out, and you still yeah. have um, plenty of airflow, yeah. but you also have shade. And it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's quiet. And so you have the back curtains out which look perfect on it and oh i really like the uh the sort of billet look badging that sort of acts as a functional vent so where you if you're thinking about it where it would normally say rubicon on the uh hood of a, of a stock vehicle it says rubicon but it's like a cnc style yeah it's like a flow through functional badge i it's call it very cool um and I'm, I'm sad we didn't come up with that when we made the new Rubicon. Yeah, right. So uh, watch this space. I, I, I really <laughs> like that feature. Well, um, as we know, you have always used this event and these vehicles. I mean, we've probably been doing it, what is it, nine or ten years now? Uh, longer than that, yeah. honestly. If you pay attention to vehicles that are a couple years out from every time Mark's team has done something, there are styling cues that show up on future production Jeep vehicles. So so listen to what he says very carefully. <laughs> you can, Mark is a very smart guy. He knows when to dance, but he also throws out certain keywords, and the words he chooses are not by accident. So if you're if you're following along and playing at home, listen to this interview and see what you can spot in the future. Well, uh, I appreciate that. It, there's a lot of things that happened on JL came from this program. Absolutely. Us being out here and not just looking at the vehicles or, you know, admiring, but we're using them, we're driving them and then thinking in our, our heads, how can we improve it? Uh, and then we also have the credibility then the fend off people that want to change things that shouldn't be changed yes on, on the bike truck by the way we took the tailgate off of that and there's two sleds in the back that are ramps that slide with the bike the bike attaches to it and it's actually clamped in there by the pegs instead of very cool yeah so moving on we go to the other end of the spectrum and of yeah. course you're going to be huge in the overlanding space i think yeah. that's been clear with the excitement and, and what people are rendering and people yeah. are doing and yeah. uh, prepping for overland uh expo which is only about a month away this truck will go there. and, and yeah. gladiators yeah. will be basically um on sale right before then so it'll be interesting though there yeah. should be some other gladiators out there and you've done a great job of really imagining what that vehicle can be. Um, I'm just gonna go, before we go through all the details, mm -hmm. uh, Decked, our associate sponsor, should be really happy with what you did with his deck system <laughs> in the back. Uh, if are. Greg isn't <laughs> smiling at that, uh, and we'll let you explain it, but it's very cool, so. Yeah, yeah so uh, again, we started with a Rubic uh, Rubicon Gladiator, and this one happens to be in, there's a lot of debate out there. This is Gator Green, and it's just a really, really super grayed out green, uh, very, uh, from I call it our vinyl siding collection, yeah, right. as opposed to our Skittles, Skittles collection. collection yeah. um, really tried to make that a downplay the whole the whole scheme of it. So it's got a steel, simple steel wheel, 37 inch tire, two inch lift. Again, this has the black flares, uh, has the the Rubicon front bumper, the steel bumper with a 12,000 pound winch. You know, not a 9,000 pounder. <laughs> yeah, right. Truck. Bigger truck. Uh, we recast the roof. It's got a hard top on it, painted tan. 
and then the, the tent, it's a Mejolina hard, hard shell tent. Which are awesome, by the way. Yeah, those, those James Baroods, those hard shell tents are, yeah. are awesome. For If you've ever been in a tent on top of a vehicle in a windstorm. Uh, or just set up, I mean, all that stuff. Right? Yeah. And the, the roof is actually recast with a rebate in there for the tent to nestle into. Made our own rack with the included ladder on the side. And it almost looks like an extruded aluminum style. I mean, it's very modern looking, and it's mm -hmm. it's neat because both the uh, the flat bill and the way out have their own take on what a sport bar slash rack would look like, yeah. and they're both functional their own way. But they they just very cool. Yeah. Well, the truck you don't really need a roll bar because of course there's a cage Inside, already in yeah. the truck, so that it's really more of a uh, an appearance piece, a sport bar. On the the truck with the tent on it, that's a fully functional thing. Um, we, but we tried to, the, the magic was having the, the uprights on it kick out first and then they follow the shape of the cab pretty well. Uh, big uh, bat wing awning, the alley cab awning. Love those. Oh. Yeah, was it 270 degrees? Yeah, 270 degrees around. So think of it, an awning normally comes straight out from the vehicle. This comes out, rotates, so it covers the side and the back. And it's just a great, great idea. They're uh, huge in Australia. Yes. They're just now starting, uh, starting to find prominence here in the U.S. market. Yeah, it's a high quality piece and it deploys rapidly. It's, it's really fast. You just pull it out and wrap it around. Um, and it's also, we're going to test the... Uh, the ability of that awning to stay stable in the windstorm today, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the deck system in the back, two basically two large drawers, and it and it carries the full payload of the truck on top of that. The payload is 1650. Yes. And the deck system will hold 2,000 pounds, as yeah. we know. Yeah. And then we customize the deck system. So a in, little bit. <laughs> yeah. So the the main drawer pulls out, and it it is a wood topped bar, and it has a uh, flip open <laughs> lid. There's a Ice, ice cooler underneath of it, and then a, uh, a blender, an air-powered air blender, and it has kind of, we used a, uh, a low-range handle. Dang, so, so awesome. It's like a dyno throttle. Check out wanna... the uh, pictures at Truck Show Podcast on Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. There are... I want one. Oh, dude, so freaking cool in person. And, and uh, Facebook, there are it's phenomenal what Mark and his team did. And I'm we, you know, we talk about decked all the time. I may just go home with a drawer and, and <laughs> yeah. stick it in something that we have. Yeah, it is, it is luxury camping. The uh, the glamping, yeah, the, the tent itself is actually really well decorated inside. Oh, we took pictures, yeah, very nice. It's got LED <laughs> looks like stars, yeah. yeah, super cool. But we were trying to get and I just want to pile parts on the truck and all the pots and pans and that crap. I, I wanted it to be the feel, the yeah, story, yeah. the romance, right, of, of the truck. Talk about the uh, sticker in the lower right-hand corner of the uh, rear window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, It says... Uh, the bear. It says, uh, what does it say, sleeping bags? People in sleeping bags are like soft tacos. Yeah, exactly. It has a picture of grizzly bear yeah, next to it. Yeah. <laughs> that actually has... Uh, Two of the trucks have uh, burrito heaters under the hood we got. Ah, so, yeah, so well done, sir. Well done. We'll have to get a picture of that. Yeah. And then uh, we've got the five-quarter, which to me is my favorite. Uh, there's something magical about a M715, which is old military gladiator-based pickup truck. Um, they're just they're very utilitarian, mm -hmm. but they have just enough style from the original base truck where, where it hasn't lost relevance of what it is but it's just so much more ruggedized. Now you've taken it to the next level with this one. It's like saying an anvil is styled. <laughs> yeah, well. It is a brutal looking truck. I love them for that because they were not ever put through the, the design office, right? right. They're just engineering, put that thing together. Through, it was a need. Military spec. Yeah. Um, I, I find beauty in that. I think it's really cool. We The truck that we did, we, uh, we went a little over the top of it with it, but that's kind of intentional. It's a 
fully functional truck, but it's just a treat to look at. It's very, got a lot of hot rod influence in it. We've talked about this before. For me, a truck that you want to pick up in your hand and play like a Hot Wheel Mm -hmm. means you've nailed it. And that is exactly what five quarter is, is you just want to pick it up and play with it in the sandbox. You know what five quarter, that's like just, because in the military they had two and a half quarter ton this it was a one and a quarter ton truck yeah. they called them five quarters Which is awesome yeah and then um i also want to point out so we bought the truck off craigslist it came with a lot of extra parts and it was in really great condition it wasn't restored but it was just in super good condition and we took all the pieces that we did not use the powertrain the wheels the box sheet metal and stuff and we're uh, finding a way we've got that all put back together uh, on a pallet and we're going to get it back into the 715 community awesome so none of that will go to waste awesome uh it would uh, hurt our soul if that happened the uh to continue on the five quarter uh it is the original chassis we've put it on uh king coils all the way around dana 60 in the front from dynatrack dana 80 in the back from dynatrack thanks jim by the way yeah. if you haven't seen a dana 80 so uh, I, I did a story. A axle. <laughs> yes, when Jim first came out with yes. the 80, yeah. I did a story on axle strength, yeah. and we had a one of his Pro Rock 44s, mm-hmm. a Pro Rock 60, yeah. and then he pulls this giant hunk of iron out. And goes, oh, here's yeah. the 80, yeah. and the 80, a 60 is a massive axle. Yeah. The 80 has to be 50 or 60 percent bigger than that. I mean, oh, it's yeah. enormous. Yeah, yeah. And when we when we talked to Jim, it was like so, uh, 700 horsepower, 40 inch tires. He says the the, the answer is 80. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> And from yeah. that 700 horsepower, so let's talk about what you did there. So it's a Hellcrate engine. We get it from Mopar, and it's the the uh, Hellcat engine in a crate in a box. 707 horsepower. It's a 6.2 supercharged engine, mated to an old school bulletproof Chrysler 727 automatic. Torque fly, baby. Yep. And then uh, T case and then onto the axles. The um, but the powertrain is rock solid. And we use JK steering up front. Uh, to, to make it drive nice. Glad to see the, the JK is still loved in some ways. The original was not a not a good driving <laughs> yeah, truck. I, I think the, when we got the truck off of Craigslist, like everybody does, that for like fifty five hundred bucks, we drove it and could get it up to about forty three miles an hour. Sounds and about right. That was all the brakes could. Uh, slow. What was the original engine in that truck? Two thirty, the Tornado overhead yeah. cam six. Yeah, not a real powerhouse. Uh, I'm enjoying. We're, we're watching the truck driving. Around. You might be able to hear it in the background. It's it's just awesome. Yeah. And I then had, I haven't really seen it outside that much. So I'm the color, yeah, the color palette's amazing out here in the sun. And you've got um, military tones. So you've got brass color on the undercarriage. You've got the firewall and the cans are sort of a, a, a stylized military green, Same maybe a little bit man. brighter. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the whole truck is sort of uh, looks like a brushed metal short yeah. sort of hue. I wanted to look just like it was born made of metal, you know, like like old airplanes. They were amazing. Well, yeah, exactly you know? right. They were they were just that. like if you're stepping inside a B-17 or something yeah. like that. The 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 bot or the cab is actually wrapped in a. It looks like a, a brushed metal, and it, playing in the sun out here, it looks terrific. There was a lot of controversy when we painted the axles gold, but no, uh, it was it the right choice. And it's great. funny we're looking right now at a like a new Gladiator next mm-hmm. to the. Uh, the uh, five, five quarter, quarter. Yeah. and it's just it's just super cool yeah the uh, again we use the old Jeep lettering that the that the uh, m715 had we repowered the the taillights the 715 taillights with uh, with uh, LEDs in them we've got a lot of perf on the side of the box and it was really it's a cool texture there's lots of see-through on the truck yeah. but it's just so you can look into the box and really see from what the you've side. done yeah, the, yeah. B- the bottom of the box usually is hidden yeah. now you can see exactly what you guys done now the other thing i find really interesting about this is is not the shape not the style not mm-hmm. the design mm-hmm. 
the fact that you you have a mixed material strategy and you're using some really kind of up and coming futuristic materials on it. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that a little bit and then what that means to maybe f- the future Jeep portfolio. Uh, well, that that truck is is mixed lots of aluminum. There's actually wood in the back. The uh, a lot of the pieces are made of carbon, and we just it was really an easier thing for us to deal with than, than fiberglass because we can make it a lot thinner. Uh, the whole hood uh, and the front clip of the truck has been recast in carbon fiber. We took the style, that leaned forward look of the 715, I love. and amped it up. We yeah. actually leaned it a little bit more and moved the lights up so they're, they're a bit hooded. The actual headlights are uh, rigid LEDs down in the bumper, and then in place of the original headlight is some high-powered uh, LED. It's I like a 7-inch KC style yeah, uh, replacement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. And there's two switches inside for the lights. One is bright. It's marked bright. And the other is <laughs> ridiculously bright. Uh, the interior, super cool. Um, I think one of the neatest piece, pieces in there, we repurposed a... Uh, uh, 871 blower casing oh my housing God, yes. uh, for the shifter tower. Very Got it cool. off of eBay. It was blown up. 39 yeah. bucks. Perfect. Yeah. That guy never thought he'd sell it, right? No, no probably not. Because it's better than, yeah, really. right? Not to you, yeah. it's not. Yeah. One yeah. man's junk is another man's treasure, man. Yeah. It just goes, goes to show you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for walking us through all, all of your concepts out here and taking the time. We always appreciate having you on the Truck Show podcast. And it's, it's awesome. Uh, we love Jeep. We love what you guys are doing. And to have a pickup in the portfolio and show the range of, of what it can be is, is really neat. What's the plan for the concepts after this? Do they go to the auto shows? Do they go to other events? Do they sit in a warehouse and in 30 years, the, the designer then will go, hey, we found this M715 with 40 miles hidden back here or what? No, we mash them flat and throw them away. Oh, okay, perfect, uh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. You heard it here first. <laughs> they do go on. In fact, uh, most of them are scheduled for Jeep Beach uh, awesome. real soon. Cool. The uh, the way out, that's going right to uh, Overland Expo. Yep, which we'll see you there. They'll go to several shows throughout, throughout the year and... Um, it impacts people, especially if they are thinking about what they want to do to their, their Gladiator. It's nice to get out there first and show a, a good way it could be set up. And that's that was the intent, yeah. to, to have the trucks really uh, bookend each other. Always awesome to see what's, uh, what's cooking up in your brain. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, once a year we get a little bit of a glimpse <laughs> and uh, then we drink a lot. <laughs> yeah. Shh. Quiet. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Sean. So the other, uh, let's take truck, for example, like a Ram, right? You don't have the same kind of interesting culture that you do. Obviously, there's Ram fans, there's Nissan fans, there's you know there's there's Chevy Silverado fans, but there aren't singular events that are named and 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 that they don't even. It's not they didn't start it. The fans started it. Right, it's pretty amazing. But it's, there it's is special. no Silverado Day, right? And there's no there's no Ram Six Seven Day, right? There's no. It, it's just Jeep Beach. Easter Jeep Safari. Right. There's even now a Jeep Beach in Huntington Beach, California. So there's the big one, yeah. which I think is Jeep Beach originally is uh, the one Be- in New Beach Jersey, Bash. right? Beach, Beach Bash. Bash. Yeah. Okay. And the one in uh, the big one is New Jersey, right? That Jeep no, Beach, Florida. Oh, it's Florida. Florida. But there is one in New Jersey there's as also well. Also one in New Jersey. Holy yeah. mackerel! Yeah. But no, again, there, all these all these things called Jeep whatever, and there isn't one around full size trucks or even mid size trucks. You know, it's awesome. We got to drive all that stuff. These aren't concepts that just sit there and look pretty. They toss us the keys and go. go yeah, I know. I can tell amazing. from the from that piece. And driving the uh, the five quarter, oh my, that thing was unbelievable. And I like he's he he understood that saying five quarter eighty five times, and he's like, I better explain what yeah, five quarter yeah. means. Yeah, yeah, that was good. No, Mark's a pro. All right, so who's up next? Yeah, 
somebody. You know it. I'm in the middle of the freaking desert, and who is it? It's Emmy Hall. Hi, oh, Emmy Hall. Hi, you just totally usurped my thing. I was actually filming for Lady Driven America with Lynn here, uh -huh. and you just like I'm not, barged I'm not right here, in. Okay. Well, you know. Dude, no. no. We love Lynn, but nobody on the show knows Lynn. They all know you. Well, yeah, but they should know Lynn. Lynn's pretty awesome. Lynn, come here. Come on. <laughs> Well, you don't have you don't have a Moroccan drop on the show like Emmy does. No, but here's the thing: is that Lynn is one of my gals who. Yeah, you guys are inseparable. You're always it, together. But it proves the point. It proves my point that chicks dig trucks. So when are you coming in to have that battle royale anytime, with lightning? Anytime you want. Anytime you want, I will come on and I will provide lightning with a list of chicks that not only enjoy. Bunch, oh, I thought you were gonna say a list of grievances. <laughs> uh, there's total <laughs> grievances, but well, I'll provide a list of of chicks that not only enjoy you know shoe shopping, but also. Enjoy are we allowed trucks. to say chicks or just? Oh, uh, wait, hold on, see, stop this. You're perpetuating this crap, dude. Yeah, I know. This is not. I know. I I would do the same thing. This so is not you, what I said. So why I are you never, angry? I never told. I never said. Right, well, we just need to have her back in. Need trucks. Well, I never said I'm that. I'm just trying to get both of you mad so we can have you both in the same place at the same time. You guys can duke it out. And I'd be doing the same thing. Enjoy are we allowed trucks. to say chicks or just uh, female uh, awesomeness? I mean, I'm okay with chicks. Okay. I just want to make sure that I'm not. Yeah, a, chicks is fine. All right. Yeah, I just don't want to alienate anybody. I don't know what I can say anymore and can't You're say. You're way too PC, dude. You can say whatever you want, and then if other people have a problem with it, they'll call and leave a message on the show, and then threaten and threaten. Perfect. Oh, you guys are what's wrong with America right no, now. No, you. I'm just kidding. You guys yeah. are amazing. Have you met you? <laughs> Have I met me? Yes, like several times. All right, so seeing you guys out here is super awesome. Seeing you guys together is just normal. And yeah, um, I wanted to find out what you thought of the, the Jeep concepts here at uh, Easter Jeep Safari. Okay, so my favorite is the J6, I think, because... Yeah, that's like a shut up and take my money kind of vehicle. It really is, it really is. But after having talked to the engineers a little bit, it's actually more JL than it is JT. Yes. So you have that cool looking, you know, like uh, short wheelbase, but you don't have the same tow rating. So it's the same yeah. tow rating as a JL. The chassis is like, different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a four-door JL. And right. you can tell because the shocks are in the wrong yeah, position the and, and the suspension right. setup's different. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. From, yeah. What, from what the Jeep guys told us, this was just, it was thrown together. Yeah. Really thrown quickly. together yeah. very quickly. You could easily make it. You could easily yeah. make it. Well, not us. Jeep right. could easily one, make it. One it. could easily yeah. make it so yeah. that it was legit and had So if you guys are like us and you love the J6, uh, email us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com and we will pass it on to the Jeep team since we know them. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to talk about the Scrambler for a second just okay. because that to me is Because the that's, the, that's the one of our childhood right that's there. That's the one of our childhood. Yeah. It totally reminds me of the CJ8, yep. the Scrambler. It's white with uh, what, pumpkin and harvest gold graphics. Nacho. Nacho. Hello. Graphics. It's got a uh, beige top. It's amazing. It's brown. There's brown bits in it. There's a sweet custom. It's um, just right. It's just right. Everything is so good about it. The only thing that they missed, I think, was like maybe a cassette player. Um, but uh, if they just do all the presets on the uh, like XM radio to like yeah, Hair Nation totally. and Classic Rewind. <laughs> yeah. and it has to be pre-lithium. Like, Lithium's too late at board. Yeah. Like you just, it honestly, uh, like it just took, 80s, took me 80s back to good. late 80s. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. super, super good. And I just, I wanted one of those so bad. It's sort of like the Trail Diva, isn't it? It's it's gorgeous, and honestly, against these red rocks, it just it's pops. It looks really good. Can you right. drive? Imagine just driving down the road in that. No, it's I cool. Mean, who I, doesn't I, look at that? Right. It's, it's badass. Although what we're standing next to is the five quarter. Uh, I mean, come on. What do you guys think about that? So, well, anything with a Hellcrate engine in it is amazeballs. Even though we didn't really get to open it up at all yeah. out here, but I'm sure that if you took this thing on the street, it would just smoke these 40 inch tires. I love that it has a literally vertical windshield on it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no windows. The arrow on this isn't so good. No, Although no. the tailgate, I think, is really cool. There's the old script. Really amazing yeah. details on this yeah. thing. I think if I were um, a military 
scary dude, like I'd be like, yeah, I, I'm, this is what I want to go kick some but butts in. Did you guys, did you see this? Look, so there's a little like mail crate thing here and you open this up and you bring it <laughs> out. You got the shot glasses, absolutely. <laughs> Crown Royal in there. So we'll, we'll take some pictures of that. They'll yeah. be up at uh, at Truck Show Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So. Honestly, I think all this is missing is some rocket launchers on the side <laughs> of it. And then this is like the airwolf of the road. Of, of the off-road, yeah. Yeah, like, like, like let's, we could totally yeah. not Airwolf air of the off-road. We're, all, in the room, we're yeah. all dating ourselves right now, by the way. All, <laughs> every right. one of us. Well, at least someone dates me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hey. By the way, uh, what's your email in case you're looking for uh, some Truck Show Podcast fans who are, are looking to uh, get to know Emmy Hall a little, uh, a little better? Uh, no, you can find me on Instagram at MM Motorsports. MM Motorsports. Or you can, uh, again, email the Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com and we will pass all your uh, swipe rights to uh, Emmy. And uh, <laughs> no, we should we should be your matchmaker, I think. I'm okay with that. I mean, That's oh, a new wait. segment for your show. Yeah, for wait, sure. I, I can't believe I just said that because I can't even imagine who Lightning would try to fix me up with. You'd be, we oh, could do, whatever. Uh, he would try to fix me up with some like crazy alpha I'm male that would want to like. <laughs> I'm already like, oh, I need the security guard. No. Oh, God. oh, this would be good. All right, all right. Well, you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> well, the if anyone on your show wants to know me, because obviously they don't know me, they should I'm know also you. On Instagram, yes. I um, do video car reviews for Kelly Blue Book. I am mm-hmm. also a fellow Rebel Rally um, competitor. Lynn is like the blonde version of me. <laughs> she, I, I, I'm the I'm the slightly taller, gray-haired version, and she's the blonde version. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Lynn underscore underscore Woodward oh, one two n. Because some jackalope has Lynn Woodward and jackalope uses it. I've literally Jewish reached nozzle. out to that person and I'm like, give me that thing. And this is why we love you guys. This is why, and this <laughs> is right. why the, 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 uh, the truck show pod, this is why your they, we need, are two hours so long. lightning and I are going to go on vacation and we need you two to fill in for us. All right. Oh my God. We'll be like the Joan Rivers of the tonight. Show. That would be rad. <laughs> it would be good. Yeah. So yes. great. Done. All right. Moving right along. Thanks ladies. <laughs> Thank you. How did you not get her to do a real live? Yeah, buddy. Because we already have it. No, you always. No, what? Yeah, we already have it. No. So I, I have to have her do it again? Yes. Hmm. Okay. So have her in because I, I love her and I want her to come in and I'm going to set her up with not an alpha male. I'm going to get someone cool. Somebody as desperate as she is? Yeah, someone who's, uh, <laughs> no, not desperate. <laughs> desperate. She's, by the way, she's listening right now and she's dialing our, <laughs> our numbers. <laughs> she's oh. a catch. I'm not saying that facetiously. Like, I, she's a no, catch. Emmy's awesome. But how is she single? Like, what the what? You spend time with her, right? Yeah. Well, no. Do I? I don't spend time with her. I don't know her. You do. I what know do you her. Yeah. Yeah. She's so you saying she would be? Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, Emmy. I'd stop texting me because <laughs> I know she's like, oh, but I hate you. So Emmy's awesome. She, Emmy's just on eleven she's, all the time. She's in. So it's always full throttle. Full throttle. So is she, there's no coffee. There, nope. There's no nope. methamphetamines. There, nope. It's just she's on eleven. Okay. She's full tilt. And I don't think uh, you so. Know, from the time her some pet, people can't handle that. So her head is off the pillow, and it's yeah, it's just rap. I mean, she's like pinned, yeah, throttles uh, pinned the whole day. Yep, all day long. Some people like that. Yeah, they they would like Emmy. Now, when you're watching TV, sitting next to her, like if you're watching a promo video or something uh-huh. in the office, is she talking through the video? I have never had or that she, experience. You have her, okay. We just need to have her in studio. That's the okay. bottom line. All right. We'll have her, we'll have I'm her so into it. Make that happen, please. I know. We're working on it. All right. All right. So the next one we have here is the J6, which everybody fell in love with. This was probably the best uh, Jeep vehicle that they did out there, and, and this is one of the guys behind it. All right. So I'm out here with uh, Nico Vardis, and he's the uh, Mopar product design manager of the design office. Nico, I have to give you huge props on the J6. Um, Quadratech put out a April Fool's joke with a red one. 
And I was like, that's the, the Gladiator that I would want. And I'm like, I wish somebody would build it. And uh, I even went to AV and said, hey, now that Jeep's doing the four doors, maybe you guys should do the two doors again. I'd be all in at that. And then I saw the press releases and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see that thing in Moab. And it is as beautiful in person, well done on 37s. I mean, it just, the proportions are amazing. I even, credit to you, I thought it was one of Mark's ideas. Uh -huh, okay. No, that's cool. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, it was fun to do that project. And we always have collaboration with the, with the, uh, the production Jeep studio. Mark's guys are amazing. They always consistently like knock it out of the park every year consistently. Um, but it, you know, we, we have like, uh, I, I would say a an competition, internal, right? internal ballot, battle, yeah. like who's going to, in my boss's yeah. words, Joe Daner, who's going to break the internet uh -huh. first. Yeah. So, um, it was a fun project. I mean, it's a, it's a concept. Um, it's, a, it's based off the JL, uh, unlimited. So it's got 118.4 inch wheelbase overall length, like 201 inches. So it's approximately 19 inches shorter than the Gladiator. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I think uh, for a lot of us, the Gladiator is amazing. Uh, we just did our review on it and it's spectacular. But for me, I the original Gladiator concept was basically a regular cab with a little bit of a window behind it. You guys have sort of taken to the, the traditional regular cab, six foot bed design philosophy and, it, and it's on 37s Right. and it's perfect. The proportions are perfect and that's literally if Talon would figure out how to make that thing a production vehicle. I told him, um, shut up and take my money. Like I would give him, a, I just write a check today and then explain it to my wife later. But it's exactly the Jeep truck that that I personally wanted. Yeah, that's um, and that's cool. I mean, and that's why we're out here is to gauge feedback, engage interest, um, and see the popularity of these things. Um, um, I just want to emphasize it is a concept. Um, and uh, it so if you want it built, send emails to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com and I will pass it on to Nico, Scott, and the team over there. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> By the way, uh, I just wanted to uh, point out that um, the sketch proportions came from the sketch. You know, so this, this vehicle was designed in side view. Um, it, was a, um, it was a side view sketch and our goal was to capture that sketch and um, you know as I explained in the presentation the design walk around um, when we were developing the size of the box it was it was literally you know measuring the sketch and applying it to the, the concept so it wasn't four and a half feet it wasn't seven feet it wasn't seven and a half feet it was actually six feet which is perfect I mean yeah. proportion wise it's literally perfect and then basically the tops are removable you've got the uh, cab close out on the back it's yeah. it's not a SUT no. or like the old Mopar kit where you can take a JK and make a sort of pickup truck out of it the JK8 um, and it's it's a proper pickup the bed is separate from the cab on a JL uh, you know unlimited platform and I just I, I I'm looking at it right now and it's down the trail and it just looks right out here it pops and it, to me it's throw some you know high-end shocks on go blast through the desert and go have fun and yeah. you can take that on any road you wanted any camping spot easy to park i mean it's just yeah. it's just awesome the um the proportions i'm just going to go back to that again um the cab was real specific um we wanted to make sure that it was very specific on our uh way we designed it because we didn't want to compromise the seat travel sure so the seat travel has the full range so you can you go have a little storage in the back too right you can and it was important to get the the rear seat to recline and and to, to, to actually be comfortable in there so that was a goal when we were developing the concept is to make sure that you know you weren't crammed in there and your your knees were against your chest right you absolutely know, driving that thing so um, one other thing I want to add is we went back in time and picked up 
1978 paint chip from a Honcho. Yeah, right. It was brilliant blue metallic. And we matched that uh, color like to the T. But we did tune it up a little bit. I, I yeah, mentioned there's a little more flake in there. Potted it up. Yeah, yeah we put some more flake into it, and obviously, um, you know, it's it's super super glossy. Yeah, out here. here with the red rocks and that brilliant blue in the sun is just, it, I mean, just pops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. Well done, my friend. Um, I as much as I love the M715 five quarter because that is a typical Mark Allen Design Studio build, and it's unbelievable. Just the. Um, the realisticness of actually being viable for production and and still having 37s and sort of looks like you know the guy bought it from the dealership lot put all the necessary things and nothing extra on it and then went wheeling in moab like that appeals to me and it's well done it's definitely awesome. the the I truck guys most looking forward to uh, seeing and you know what? i'm gonna go hop in and drive it since i have a chance this afternoon so uh, i'll uh, catch up with you later awesome man Th thank you so much i appreciate the information and the feedback uh, absolutely thank you appreciate it so that was the uh, awesome behind the uh, scene story on the j6 which for me is so badass i just i just there's the one vehicle there that i just was like craving all week i'm like oh i just i wish that was real Regular cab, gladiator, mm, six-foot nope. bed. Negative. Why? I'm saying it's not real. No, I know. And yeah. no, nobody's getting it. Everybody's like, oh, look, they'll totally build it. No. No. Not, not even being hinted at, mm. not in the production plans at all. So everybody got all excited. Just, you know, maybe if everybody and their mom, you know, emails them, they might do something, but it's not currently planned. So sorry to break the uh, news to you guys. You know what can make me feel better? Fred Williams? Yeah, Fred Williams. All right, so I'm standing out in the middle of the desert, and who comes walking by? It's Fred Williams from Dirt Every Day. What's up, Sean? So uh, we haven't had you on the show in a while, and uh, your episode's like in our top 10, so we need to have you back. All right, we are still doing Dirt Every Days every month. Um, I think we're about 10 or 12 shy of our 100th episode. Wow, congratulations, yeah. that's awesome. So um, for listeners that don't have a subscription to Motor Trend, or that don't know the deal. Um, Dirt Every Day used to be on YouTube, and then we are now on a subscription base through motortrend.com, but that doesn't mean you can't watch the show for free. Um, every month we release one free episode. It does have ads, so if you want to see what Dirt Every Day is, go to motortrend.com, watch the free ad, and then or watch the free episode, and hopefully you can subscribe, and then you get access to all of, I think we're at episode 87 or something. Holman, don't you guys do like uh, at Motor Trend here, like deals where it's like $4 a month every so often they have yeah. promotions? Yeah, if you uh, go to motortrend.com, I think uh, whatever the current promotion is, it'll show you. So it's, 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 it's pretty cool. It's, you can not even get a Del Taco burrito for the same price. Well, check this out. You know um, I mean? I'm working on getting a uh, code for our listeners, an upcoming episode, Yes, where uh, you'll be able to do like a month trial free. Yeah. But we just signed the uh, seasons two through 24. We have the rights for the three years years for the original Top Gear series. No. Yeah. So, no. So this will be where you find Top Gear in America going forward is motortrend.com. That's badass. Yeah, the Motortrend on Demand app. So anyway, we'll have more information about uh, about that, but I'm working on getting you guys a uh, a code to uh, check out if you don't subscribe already. So there's a lot of good stuff that you guys haven't heard of. Like it's the type of thing where if you have Apple TV or whatever, yeah. you just start fishing around. And there's and a lot of stuff. Head to head and all those yeah. other good shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, a ton if of good stuff. If you're, in, if you're a car geek uh, yeah, or truck geek, man, for oh, sure. Man. For sure. Did you ever think that it would be that you'd be almost 100 episodes in or no. when you started you're probably just thinking well it's a fun side project i didn't even think it was going like i didn't I, the whole idea behind dirt every day was never for me to be in front of the camera i just yeah. told somebody you're like us you're just a magazine guy like the rest of us in editorial right and i was like somebody should do an off-road show 
and somehow they pointed at the camera like, at oh me. you yeah. yeah hey you with that idea so come, come do an off-road show yeah be careful what you ask for because the next thing you know but i mean it's great it's a fun job we get to do fun stuff we just spent um, our last episode, Mover Landing. <laughs> nice. So you, we went overlanding on lawnmowers, and the only rule was you yes. had to still be able yes. to awesome. mow grass. Okay, I think that's fair though, right? Right, because if you that's if straight you're monster landing, garage you get though, to a you know, town, yeah. you need some food, you, or yeah, you need some extra money, yeah, right? That's your the, mow, mow some lawns and then yeah. pay for more gas. Yeah, a typical overlander is 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 taking money from you. This is actually a revenue generator. Right. <laughs> I mean, you could travel the entire world on your overlander and always find work. It's awesome. All right, so we're out here in the middle of the desert uh, in Moab. We're at uh, I guess this would be Courthouse Rocks. And uh, in view of Monitor Merrimack, which are some awesome uh, structures out here. And uh, I guess the big news of the day is all the Jeep stuff and the Gladiator. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit, A, what you thought of the new Gladiator. And then out of all the concepts that Mopar and Jeep Design brought out here, which ones kind of, you know, uh, piqued your interest? Um, I think when I first saw the Gladiator, I was like, eh, it looks long and looks goofy. Yeah. Uh, but after driving one, it doesn't feel as big it as doesn't. it really is. Like I drive a one ton crew cab truck and I was expecting the same thing because the wheelbase is pretty similar. Yep. But when you're in it, you don't realize how much Jeep is behind you. So it doesn't feel really big and it's not very as nearly as wide as a Ram. And you got to be careful hopping from a Wrangler to a JT because again, you forget what's behind you and you're like, oh, I just cut that curve too short. Yeah, but I, I really like them. I think they're a good truck. It's, I mean, people love them. They've sold out of that limited launch edition already. First day. So, um, and I think once you get to some 35s or 37s or 40s, they look awesome. My favorite uh, two concepts from the Mopar side, I really like the Scrambler. Um, even though there's the, that regular cab uh, J6. That's my favorite. Yeah, I think a lot of people love that, but I don't really know that it's as convenient for what I would do. And yeah. I'm, like, I grew up wanting a Scrambler, and so I realized that I think the Scrambler concept is the coolest from Mopar. Yeah, it definitely uh, it pops nice. It's got, was it pumpkin and nacho stripes on it on a white background with the, with the tan top, and uh, it, just looks, it just looks right out here. And I'm sure that that's going to be like a special edition gladiator like you'll be able to get a, a scrambler edition at some point I would, I would think so they i know it was originally going to be called scrambler so they had trademarked that and then they ended up changing the name back to gladiator to kind of be in line with the history of the jeep truck so scrambler's still available so i i bet you're right i bet there's a special edition scrambler in the future but from the design side um i like the m715 but I'm really drawn to the, the way out. Yeah, that thing's cool. I love that color. That's the color I've been waiting for. And I think a JL or Gladiator in that color with the diesel, that would be the next that's Jeep. The, the Gator Green? Yeah, the Gator Green. That's the color. And the and I really dig the steel wheels, that, just the flat yeah. steel wheels. So I think those are the two. Um, I haven't driven the the m715 yet and hopefully i get a chance to cruise around that thing that's just going to be ridiculous yeah mark mark promises that it's super docile at low speeds and just a, a rush at high speeds so i'm like all right uh, i uh, i accept your challenge let's go let's go drive yeah no i think the gladiator is going to be a win for jeep um people have been asking waiting for a pickup truck and even though there's a lot of people upset that it's only available in four-door at the end of the day they have to sell jeeps yeah and that's what's selling right now right and the like they could offer a two-door because they offer a two-door Wrangler, but I don't really see them everywhere. Yeah, and for those of you who are wondering, oh, they're just teasing us because it's coming out. No, it's not even in the, the roadmap or the plans. Now, they are testing the waters to see what people think. And for me, like, that's my quintessential. That's the Gladiator I wanted. And so I love it. But um, 
it's it's but not you have a wife and kids like where are you gonna put all them in yeah, your but they, they never truck. go wheeling with me so it's just you know take me and the dog and pile everything in the back and i like because it's maneuverable i just imagine 37s like bypass shocks uh front rear lockers 401 case go anywhere you want it's maneuverable it's nimble it's small um open bed in the back for all that fun stuff top still comes off if you want to have that open air it's just it's and just proportionally it just looks right so i have a couple of theories every year when they show these vehicles I always try to figure out what they're hiding. Right. So we talked to Mark Allen. We pointed out that many things on production Jeeps today started at this event. And so I said to our listeners, listen very carefully to word choice here because you can probably figure out what's coming. I think we're going to see two things. One, that flat bill edition with all the Super Wazoo shocks on it. Yeah. That tells me we're going to get a go fast Gladiator. I would agree with you. And then my other thing is there's a new guy in charge over at Jeep. Yep. And his name's Mr. Kaniskis. And he came he, from Dodge. He came from Dodge where they had the Hellcat and the Demon. Yep. So domesticated, not or domestic, not domesticated was the, under his tagline. He was the Hellcat guy that you saw uh, roadkill nights and zip tie drags and all that. That was all Tim, and now he's over at Jeep. So my rumor that I'm starting, and I'm, I assume everybody else should follow and help propagate, is we're going to see a V8 Ram, Wrangler someday. God, I hope so. I mean, people will pay the money. Like they're paying sixty grand for a Gladiator. There's the four cylinder with a four cylinder. I bet you'll see a hundred thousand dollar V8 Wrangler someday. Yeah, I don't... Bells and whistles. Yeah. And even if it's not true, I just keep promoting this <laughs> until hopefully they actually do it. All right, so uh, switching gears, we uh, were interviewing... Um, we had Trent McGee, Vern Simons, and Dave Chappelle all in one place last night. Oh, yeah. And so we went around the, uh, the round table with them. We're talking about all sorts of stuff. But one of the questions we asked that I want to ask you is what is your best trail save ever what is something that you were you broke you were stranded and you had to use the resources around you to get home what was your favorite fix that you made that got you off the trail and back to safety and they all had some pretty interesting stories I want to see well, from your standpoint my best, my best trail fix story was um i was on a trail ride and i brought this girl along who i barely knew and the wheel fell off the jeep so that's not ideal no and <laughs> Unlike what I tell everybody to do, I did not have a spare. I did not have a jack. And so I, I had winched the Jeep up into a tree, like stole lug nuts from other wheels to put the wheel back on and drove back into town and like got home. Like some of the wheel studs had broken off. I barely got the thing back into town. And I got back into the town and the girl was like, all right, we'll see you. Bye. And she left. And I was like, well, I'll never see her again. But I've been dating her for four and a half years since then. So. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out that uh, that she's a keeper. Yeah, she not only... And I know her, and she's way cool. Yeah, she not only was like, he knows how to... Like, I was like, she thinks I'm a total idiot because I, like, got us stranded out What there. was it? Was it, like, new wheels that weren't torqued down and the, the lug nuts backed off, or no, was it... A, I was driving like a total jackass the day before. <laughs> In fact, there's a picture that I got from a buddy of mine, John Kappa, that shows that wheel with a flat spot in it, like I was doing one of the hot tubs. And so I had hit the wheel so hard that oh, I had like loosened it and yeah. bent the wheel and it just eventually gave up the ghost. But yeah. at the end of the day, I got the girl and I got home. So I think you win the story because you got the girl at the end. Yep. Was, so. so don't ever give up and keep your head and like, cause that's what really impressed her was not that I knew how to fix it, but that I just wasn't worried about it. I was just like, well, we'll fix it. We'll, like that's the best part when stuff goes sideways. That's when the real fun happens. Otherwise, yeah. you don't have a good story. Yeah, well, like, oh, I went on a trail and had fun and came home. It's like, half no. battle's a story. Right. The engine fell out and the, like, yeah. the rear end is in the river and now I got to get home. Now that's when the story starts. You think that was bad? You should have seen the other guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
All right. Well, next time you come down to uh, the Motor Trend studio, uh, Studios in El Segundo, we cha- we actually just moved our studio there. Oh, cool. So if you're in town and you're doing anything down there, let me know, and maybe we can do a segment with you in studio. Right. Otherwise, we definitely have to have you come back and as you approach your hundredth episode, and and maybe have you and Dave come in, and I think that'd be super cool. Cool. Have a good time in Moab. Something about Fred that is charming. He's you just genuine. I mean? He's a genuine dude. But he's he's got a, 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 a some kind of charm to him. Yeah, he's a good dude. I, I always enjoy. Uh, I always enjoy spending time with Fred. I don't get to see him as much. We used to work together, and and uh, and he's you know super busy and famous and doing all that stuff now. And uh, so it's fun to uh, catch those guys. And and that's the nice thing about Moab is all the people you haven't seen all year. We're always all there. So that's it's kind of like a homecoming. Now what is this? Hey, it's Emmy Hall here with the Trek Show podcast. We're here in beautiful <laughs> outdoor Moab with the Jeep Concepts. And boy, let me tell you, these things are amazing. Oh, by the way, have I told you how much I'm Sean Holman? By the way, I'm not Emmy Hall. I'm Sean Holman. And have I told you how much I really, really, really love Dr. Pepper? I mean, it is the best soda I. I've ever had in my entire <laughs> so life. So she stole and the recorder. You all should drink it because I put it, it down when it went for a drive. Amazing. Anyway, yeah, uh, trucks are really cool. And be sure to give us a five star <laughs> review. Five stars. She. I had is, no idea she did that. She is crazy. Firecrackers. I tell you, not she's just one. Eleven. A whole brick of firecrackers. Emmy Hall. Eleven. <laughs> a five star review. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hold on. Just wait, wait, wait. Bear with me. I'm going to go. Are we, we going to update the uh, five I'm stars? I'm um, highlighting this section uh-huh. and then I'm going to right click <clears throat> and say copy to new. And now I have this. Five star review. Five star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emmy, once again for oh, providing this goal. the gift that keeps giving. Oh my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, Mel Wade. Five star review. Five stars. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's a pirate. She's a pirate. Listen, 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 listen. Five star review. Five stars. <laughs> so using that. I love uh, Emmy. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Emmy. I'm sorry I said anything that ever offended oh you gosh, ever. Because this is just awesome. Oh my god, just this part. Stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm out here with. Um, was that a dog? What just happened there? That was a dog. <laughs> we love dogs. Yeah. All right, so I'm out here with uh, Mel Wade on a uh, on an awesome trail ride here on Steel Bender in the world's second Gladiator on 40 inch tires, as uh, explained by Mark Allen from Jeep. Mel. <laughs> well, actually, it's the first Overland Gladiator on 40. <laughs> okay, you just add a bunch of adjectives, and then you can get to be the first. Well, yeah, but it also uh, Evo Evo had the first. Uh, uh, on 40 so uh that flat bill thank you mark we do have our uh bolt-on quillovers and, and get on it so super excited to be a part of part of uh, jeep now with uh, uh the brand partner so it's so cool to be able to have a gladiator out here set up uh we're wheeling all week super excited about it so uh, following you guys at evo shop picks on instagram you guys basically built this in less than a week and uh saw you take delivery saw you build it up why don't you uh, tell everybody what you did to it to make this badass gladiator on uh, on 40s Awesome. Yeah, we actually did it. We wanted to be more of a what the weekend warrior could actually build. So we went with this one on a short arm kit. Uh, we did correction brackets on the front to correct caster. Thing drives absolutely great. We used Dana Spicer axles, bolted them right in. We did some stuff in the back with the rear bracketry to raise it up. We we have about six inches of lift on this. We make custom springs, which will now be in stock. Uh, dual rate springs to hold the weight of the Gladiator, so you can set it up with a roof tent or racks or whatever you want to configure on this pickup truck vehicle. Again, this isn't a Wrangler. This is a mid-sized pickup truck. 
that we're going to be able to do some Wrangler stuff along with all the over, over overlanding and, and regular utilitarian stuff you need in a pickup truck. Uh, we added front bumpers, we added rear bumpers, we took off the factory bumpers and the trailer hitch, raised all that stuff. We wanted better departure angles. Uh, we added KC lights, ram assist, PSC for these massive uh, 40 inch Nitto tires on Cam C beadlock wheels. We are uh, pretty excited about this whole setup. We, we really, really put our heart and soul into it. We did a whole racking system for the back for you. If you want to put tents uh, on the back or fishing bowls, canoes, whatever you want, it'll, yeah. it'll carry about everything. Yeah, you got it. The, the rack setup is really cool. And you guys have uh, Ditto tires. You went with the, are these trail grapplers? Yeah, these are the, these are the Ditto trail grappler 40 inch tire. Very, very popular tire. I've had great luck with them. Yeah, we've seen them out here a lot. And then you got them on the, uh, on the KMC wheels. Yeah, KMC machetes. And we ended up powder coating them a bright, uh, gloss black, everybody does flats. So we yeah, big gloss matches the truck. Yeah, kind of show it off a little bit. Yeah, I love the graphics on here. It looks pretty cool, and the the accent on the van and all that. So, what has the uh, response been in town when people see a gladiator? I mean, Jeep's in town with a bunch of stock gladiators giving rides and and talking to people about it. But then to see, hey, that's cool, the stock gladiator. Oh, I just finally got. But then here's yeah. one on 40s, so rolling through Main Street. Yeah, it's been it's been absolutely crazy. You feel like a rock star for a day. <laughs> you know, it's super cool. Everybody's interested in it. Everybody uh, really kind of goes, oh wow, I was look, I was kind of on the fence, but. Wow, you really can't do something with them. Yeah. So I think these things set up on 35s. They come stock with 33s, 35s, or 37s with stock axles. Awesome. Uh, you know, you have like a thousand bucks in your suspension. That's cheap as, right? You can go as, as expensive as you want. But uh, it's gonna be a very, very popular vehicle. It's a, uh, it's been a great launch for Jeep. Um, their pre-production sales, they sold 4,000 of them within 24 hours. Uh, we're getting calls left and right uh, uh, on, on builds, so it's super cool, to, super exciting. It's, it's yeah, And they shipped to uh, dealerships last week, so you'll awesome. be able to buy them within the next couple of weeks, right off your dealership showroom floor. Awesome. Looking forward to all that. So, all right, so we're, uh, we, we talked to some of, uh, some of our guests, like Fred Williams and Dave Chappelle and Vern Simons and, and the guys, and I have one question I'm asking people, and that is, what is your most awesome trail fix ever? using just the the things you had around you the parts to get home just something to get it off the trail and get home what is it, I, you've wheeled a lot and you fixed a lot of rigs what was your best trail repair i don't know about trail there's all kinds there's whether well, there's fish fishing lines for uh v fan belts uh, you wrap a whole bunch around there, there you go to uh big old you know like 13 16 or 7 8 wrenches to weld on track bars uh, from high lift jack handles on tie rod ends. <laughs> so you you've know. seen a few. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever works, you know, get you off the trail. And there's nothing more permanent than a temporary fix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, I made it home. I, I don't even need to worry about it. Yeah. Is that like the same adage as don't buy the mechanic's car? Yeah, <laughs> or, or that's why we, we try to just keep them about a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, awesome to see you out here. Thanks for uh, taking us on this trail ride and, and showing us the Gladiator. This thing is super awesome. And uh, our, we're living life right. It's, it's what, 70 degrees? out here a sunny day moab red rocks doesn't, i mean doesn't get any better it doesn't get any better and they actually have cell phone signals so we're doing business on, on <laughs> yeah right yeah. So pretty cool i saw Maybe you not. stop a couple times you're like oh hold on i gotta answer an email all right let's get going yeah. <laughs> all right we'll see you soon appreciate it mal thanks thank you sean thank you very much guys there's nothing more permanent than a temporary fix is the greatest line i've ever heard totally true and it's just like you don't buy a, a car from a mechanic because he never has time to fix his own stuff Right, so it's the same. It's the same deal. And like the guy in the flat fender earlier was talking about, he fixed an axle after he bought it 32 years ago, and uh, it's the same axle that's in that thing. So it's pretty funny. Um, you know, what's cool. Right on that trail with Mel was uh, one of our guys, uh, Sergio Navarro, who's on our social all the time, and he came up and got. Is his... that wait? That's the same Sergio that's always chiming in. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I gave him his sticker and uh, and did a quick interview with him. All right. So uh, who do I have right here? Uh, Sergio Navarro. 
All right, so Sergio, uh, you are a regular listener of the Truck Show Podcast. We were on a trail ride together. You came up, you said, hey, I know you. Do you have any stickers? Yeah, sure. Looking for a sticker. <laughs> so we got you your sticker. Uh, how long have you been listening to the podcast? Every week. Awesome. Um, what is your favorite part about Moab? Right now, this is my first trail, my first time in This Moab. is your first yeah. time? And for a first-timer, it's kind of hard. The first, the first this is a no-joke trail, yeah. I mean, no-joke trail. Congratulations. Yeah, Moab's amazing. Great to see you out here. And uh, when did you start listening to the podcast? Since the beginning. Really? How'd you find, about, how'd you find out about us? Well, in my job, I have the chance to be listening to a podcast, then trying to look for something different. Yeah. And I was trying to get a truck. And then I saw the Truck Job Podcast, and that's, uh, that's why I started listening to the podcast. Awesome, man. Well, we really appreciate you. Hope you have an awesome time out here in, uh, in Moab. And yeah. thanks for uh, coming up and do, uh, do something good with that sticker. Oh, thank you. And say hi to Lightning, please. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll say hi to him uh, and uh, I'll tell him that he, gets, he didn't get to meet all these awesome listeners. So I, I appreciate you. I know. I know. Right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Sergio's my boy. Yeah, yeah. So everybody was like, we're Lightning, we're Lightning. <laughs> um, I th- would have loved to have been there. Love. I invited you. I know. But, uh, you know. I was busy. Uh, My man, uh, Gail Banks, keeping me busy. Always busy. All right, this next guy, uh, Marshall, he was on the same show ride with Sergio, Mel, and I in a, uh, well, why don't you just listen? All right, so here we are on the Steel Better Trail in Moab. Who am I with? Marshall Hurt. Marshall, you have a massive truck, and you have 40s on it, and it looks like it's on, like, 35s. It's so big. You got a Ram Mega cab, long bed, yes. four by four. Is that 2,500? 2,500. It's got the AEV three inch lift and 40s. That thing's a beast. You got the AEV bumpers. You got the high clearance fenders. Is that a, a gas truck? Diesel truck? Gas D- truck? Diesel. Yeah. So you got the Cummins in there? Yeah, diesel with the big tank, the 50 gallon tank in it. And I was amazed watching you go over some of the obstacles and stuff. And and obviously you have a massive wheelbase, but we were climbing up like two, three foot high waterfalls. And I was thinking, man, is he going to be walked right up that stuff? It does have lockers, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we put front and rear lockers on it, um, ARB lockers. And that's kind of just when I need it, I just drop the front on and take it off when I don't need it. And It's, it's funny because uh, we've got Mel's Gladiator here and it's on 40s. And, you, you know, you pull up and you're like, Finally, a gladiator on 40s, we know what it looks like. Let's see how it wheels. It's been doing awesome. And then you had to one-up him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't say that around me. <laughs> he, built, he built it for me. Yeah, so. that's what he was saying. So he, he, he knows its capabilities. Um, I mean, I'm, you don't even have rock rails on that thing, and you've been motoring through here. It's freaking awesome. It's done better than I expected and better than I anticipated. So I was just worried about taking it out and not being able to trailer my Jeep home. Sure. Looks like we're not going to have a problem. So where's a uh, home for you? Norco, California. Okay. All right. So you're uh, you're in our neck of the woods. Yep. So uh, is this how many Moabs have you been to? Second one. Second one. Yeah. And have you been wheeling that all week, or is it just decide to take it out on this one and give the Jeep a break? Uh, we well the Jeep's down, so oh, okay. Got a code that won't let me drive the Jeep right now. So we just got here yesterday. So this is our first run, and I didn't want to sit at home working <laughs> on the, sit at the hotel working on the yeah, Jeep. Yeah, dude. I wanted to go out. You're in Moab, and you can get on the trail. Get on the trail. Yeah. And, and and when I when it was being built, it was is a backup for if something goes wrong with the Jeep or if the Jeep's out in the middle of nowhere and I got to go get it. Well, let, let's face it. You, that's your that's your plan in your mind, but you hope it never happens. And here you are, but it, it worked out. Second time out, here I am. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> man. Well, it's a it's a beautiful rig. It's a uh, silver, again, mega cab, long bed, Ram, 2500, single rear wheel, on 40s, AV lift, AV bumpers, uh, built by Off-Road Evolution in uh, Fullerton. And you guys, it's a killer, like, uh, tire in, uh, what is that, a cooler rack and tool rack in the back? 
Yeah, it's a chase rack. It's I also chase for Mel. So. Okay, so he's doing King of the Hammers yeah. and all that stuff? Okay. Yeah, so that's my chase truck too. And uh, my buddy built all the racks in the back and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it looks badass. It's super clean and uh, awesome to see you out here wheeling. So have fun the rest of your week. Hopefully you get the Jeep fixed. But if not, you got a rig that clearly can uh, handle the trails. That, that's kind of my hope. So the Jeep, if things don't go well tonight with the Jeep, I'm going to wheel this for the rest and, of the week. And the, <laughs> you got plenty of room for the family too. Yeah. 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 Have fun and be safe out there. All right, thanks. That guy's rad. He's uh, one of our own in uh, from Norco yeah, and local. Love that he's taking the big truck out there. Dro- drove his uh, Mega Cab Ram with a Jeep behind it. Went to Moab. Jeep didn't work. Broke the Jeep. Wheeled the tow rig. Yep. <laughs> so the diesel kicking some ass. So uh, I was at this uh, this barbecue joint in town and posted up on our social at Truck Show podcast and said, hey, if you want to come by, I've got stickers. I'll be here for the next hour having lunch. And you had no one stop by. And listener Brian came by. And Brian, you're from? New York. And then you uh, must have just seen my post where I said, hey, I have stickers. Come find me. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And I came over here. I actually had dinner here the other night. Food's amazing here. Uh, How did you find out about the podcast? Oh, I started, I follow Greg A's channel on YouTube. And okay. That's when I started listening to you guys, I don't know, about a month or two ago. Awesome. Then I've been watching, listening to all the episodes since. Right on. So uh, what are you doing here in Moab? What's uh, what's your setup? What's your rig? Uh, I got a 98 Dodge 24 valve Cummins towing a 20-foot enclosed trailer with my Jeep Cherokee in it. Uh, XJ? Yes. Uh, anything done to it? Uh, it's maybe like a four-inch lift, 35s, uh, lockers. That's a lot for an XJ. That's a pretty built XJ. Yeah, it's got a. I made my own cage for it. And fairly custom. But what uh, what trails have you done? Any any issues or anything? Any trail fixes needed so far? Mickey's hot tub on Hell's Revenge did uh, broke a lot of things. Yeah. Did a Jeep blew apart a yoke, drive shaft. Let's see, we did top. Oh no, doing top of the world tomorrow. We did fins and things today. It did seven mile rim. Those are all classics, by the way. Those are all great, great trails. Have you been to Moab before? No, this is my first time. Nothing better than a car alarm. Yep, right in the middle of the interview. There you go. <laughs> all right, have you been to Moab before? Uh, no, this is the first time. Are you with a group, or are you trying to figure it out on your own? Because those are all classic trails, but also easy to get lost out here, because there are so many trails. Um, I came out here with my girlfriend, and we're running with uh, Red Rock Four Wheel Club. Right on. Well, thanks for uh, finding me. Hopefully, you can get that uh, sticker and put it to good use. And uh, any messages for Lightning? Uh, you should be here. It's a good time <laughs> here. You're missing out. Yeah, exactly. True. Exactly. He should be here, but he's not because he sucks. It's very cool that uh, the listeners are finding you. Yeah, it's cool. If uh, you want to find him, he's uh, Quit Motorsports on Instagram. He's what? Is Quick? Quit. Quit. Q-U-I-T. Like to quit your job. Uh, and move to Moab and wheel every day, yes. <laughs> um, and he's got a really sweet XJ uh, that he was talking about. It, I checked him out, and he's on our social. But, yeah, if you want to check him out, he's got some cool stuff on his page. It looks like uh, we got Steve Sanders from Cummins up next. Uh, yeah, he was in town with the Cummins Repower and had a uh, a group of them all in a parking lot. It was like, hey, I know those guys. Use that thing. It looks like a taser. <laughs> you like that? It is a taser. So I'm here uh, in the parking lot of the Atomic Lounge with our good friend Steve Sanders from Cummins. Now, wait a minute. Why were you talking about a taser? Who had a taser? No, it's the way our uh, our recorder looks. Everybody who sees our Tascam recorder yeah. tells me it looks like a taser. Oh, because the two mics on the yes. one end face each Every other. Every single it person. Does look like, it would be, oh, you should carry around a taser. And when they don't want to do an interview, you just snap. <laughs> oh, that would be so great. Zap. Yeah. Good friend Steve Sanders from Cummins. And Steve, what's going on here? We're having a little meet and greet with some customers and some people that are just interested in Cummins products. Uh, so we have a bunch of R28s here. We have the new Ram with 1,000 foot-pounds uh, and the Dually Tradesman dress, which a bit overkill for pulling a Jeep around, <laughs> yeah, but a little it's, bit. it's pretty cool. Uh, All right, so we're standing in front of this gorgeous uh, Defender 
110 hybrid British racing green, like very proper. Who am I with right now? Chris. Chris, Pleasure all right. To Pleasure to meet you too. Uh, tell us a little bit about this thing. This sounds like there's a little bit of a story behind it. You've got a, a, a basically a 110 is what it looks like with a R2.8 in it. Let's go from there. Correct. Um, this build had been in my head for many years, or at least the concept of it. And when Cummins came out with the R2.8, that was really the answer for me as far as um, a great engine, a great place to start. The underpowered Land Rover engines, whether it be a V8 or a TDI, wasn't an option because I wanted to have long range, have lots of power, and you know, head into the backcountry. So that's why I built this specific vehicle um, and added um, an Icarus Alley cab top with the tent on it and built it out to get into the backcountry, basically. Do you have pictures of the build online? Um, I do not. I was kind of skeptical when I first started out. Um, I may go back and put some pictures online, but... Do you have an Instagram? Yes, I do. What's your Instagram? Chris Bryan, Southwest Sherpa. Okay, so if, if you want to follow him and, and see current pictures, not build pictures. All right, so which part of Utah is your accent from? Uh, way east Utah, in <laughs> North Yorkshire, England, which is where my rover addiction started. So, so. what brings you out to, uh, to the States? Um, I came out 20 years ago. Okay. So was it for a girl? It was. Uh, always. Every time we have somebody from the UK in the US, they always stayed because of the girl. Every single time. Are you still together? No, I have a much better. I okay. traded you it for a much better one. Yeah, we've so all we've all gone all through the good. practice ones before. So. But, uh, so I started off with um, Land Rover 90s. Um, they were increasing in value and oh, I yeah. wasn't using them for what I intended. And so I got, had the chance to sell mine for a good amount of money. And um, I committed to putting all that money back into this particular build to have a vehicle that did specifically what I, what I wanted. And what was your specific goal with this one? Um, it was to spend more time in the backcountry. Uh, have a well, off, overlanding uh, self-sufficiency yeah um, I needed it to be capable but I did not want it to look too overlanding sure you know yeah. I, I still think that when you know this is a pretty sleek look but it really carries everything that yeah uh, we need for you know a week at a time in the backcountry and you said this started off as a 90 uh, yeah, which made it attainable. It was actually a damaged vehicle. Okay. Uh, and the frame was tweaked, and it gave me the opportunity to put a frame and a 110 tub on it, a rear tub, okay. and build it into a, a 110, which very cool. practically it, it changes the vehicle from being super short to really long. a lot of storage, yeah. and the wheelbase is good for getting out. Um, I have a Detroit in the back and an ARB locker in the front, awesome. center diff lock. Great so setup. even off-road, it, it's pretty capable, yeah. you know. Well, right on. Well, thanks for sharing your uh, Defender with You're us. Welcome. We always love these things, and uh, we always love uh, Brits who come across the pond for the girl. Just, uh, <laughs> we just don't take all of them from us, all right? We, you know, we, we, we need our own. Although, I think we, we've sent quite a few Americans over there to, uh, to the UK as yeah, well. So. I'm sure there's a fair trade agreement there. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, great to talk to you, and have a great week this week in Moab. Thank you. I will. Love the fact that he got over here and then um, lost his chick and had to find another.
but he stays. So 20 years. It's so funny. It feels yeah. like there's like three or four themes in this show. Like one is everybody has some sort of you know, connection to a mini truck. truck. Yep. And then everybody who's not from the United States who are here all came for a girl. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, I always laugh because you know. But then how many of them are still with the girl? I don't know. It's about half, I think. I'd say 50%. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap, I'm so excited. I was standing here on the side of Highway 191 at this uh, Cummins event, and here comes this badass, looks like a 89 Ram 5.9 yeah, race truck. Yeah, that's about right. So it's a 89 Ram. We went ahead and started with a, a, a gas truck because we did want the short wheelbase, but this truck was built by Valvoline and Cummins back in 2015-16, and we ran it in the Baja 1000. And then ran it also in the Mint 400 in 2017. And it's got uh, Bilstein Blackhawks on it, which are freaking awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool. an extruded uh, aluminum shock with uh, just crazy, crazy technology. Very cool. But this thing is, it sort of reminds me of like a Walker Evans truck back yeah, in the day. Yeah, kind of style, you know, especially we kind of copy the grill off the front of it. I think, I'm told these uh, fiberglass molds actually came off of Walker's molds. Okay, so, that makes sense. Uh, there's a dude out in California that's still... Uh, Still putting these out whenever you call him up and ask for them so uh but yeah so we updated all the fiberglass this year when we ran it in the races it was all steel bodies full steel beds okay. st full steel front and it looks like you've run uh, according to the stickers on the side mint 400 a few times baja yep. 1000 yep yep so i had some good times out there uh baja 1000 we didn't finish so that was our rookie uh that was our rookie exploit we went ahead and went big the first time right yeah. you know so if you're gonna fail fail at something really large <laughs> yeah, do, right? do it big don't fail at something little I yeah mean, come on right so then we went out and kind of redeemed ourselves that following year with the with the mint and such. Well, it's super cool. So, uh, what's your name? My name is Michael Wedding, and I work for Valvoline. I'm an okay. app application engineer for Valvoline. Too. How long have you been there for? I've been there since 2011. Right. So I work with the heavy duty stuff. So I'm always with Cummins fleets yep. and other fleets as well. And then uh, first time in Moab. Been here before. First time in Moab. Never been out here. So I drove the 24 hours out here, hauling the truck from Kentucky. We're uh, headquartered in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, drove it solo, so I was uh, was uh, convoying with another guy. But yeah, I was I was in the truck solo. For the, you to you towed this out, right? Yeah, towed okay. it out. So yeah, towed it out with a we got a 2011 Ram. That All right. We're, we're yeah. Very cool. And uh, if people want to follow the truck, is there an Instagram or so Valvoline? I, yeah, the Instagram I go by is uh, Baja Michael M I C H A E L. Okay. So Baja Michael 859. And then you can go to teamvaveline.com slash Baja and you can see some of the build videos and things of that nature. So yeah. Right on. So what's the plan for it this week? You're just going to wheel it out here and have some yeah, fun so on the trails? We did, we did what we thought would be a mild shakedown <laughs> run today and we ended up running, uh, what was it, Hell's Revenge? Yeah, Hell's and Revenge, so the, the classic quintessential slick rock trail. Oh yeah, exactly. So, you know, I had the pucker factor going on pretty good. So got in there and realized we needed to come out for fuel <laughs> uh, so we got in there and turned around and came back out and that first time just coming out of the trail you know the driveway oh so yeah to speak yeah uh, pucker factor is pretty large but then we <laughs> went in and ran the whole trail and second time it's I was fun coming out, it wasn't nearly as bad yeah, so yeah. this is my first time having the truck on anything like this right right like, where it's technical not fast right exactly exactly so it was uh I, I love so i'm a big fan of leaf springs i think that leaf springs are really underrated and the fact that this truck has Leaf springs at all four corners with Blackhawks is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, running not a the, combo you see too often. No, and running the class we ran back then, we ran the stock full class, and so we had to. When we went to an old truck like this, we had to run the leaf springs, yeah. and my my heart just dropped. I was like, man, I don't want to run the leaf. I had already picked out. I had a 2004 Ram sitting there ready to tear down, and they're like, no, nope, go find an older one. We're gonna run something old school, and 
I'm so glad we did. Everywhere we take it, it's different, right? I mean, you can see older trucks out there, but you don't see older Baja trucks. You see Baja trucks, but you don't see older Baja trucks. You come yeah. out here and I fully support all the Jeep stuff, but it's different out here too. Yeah, it's kind of so, fun yeah. to see it full size and yeah, especially old race prep from the desert, sort of out of its element, but exactly. it doesn't mean you can't have fun. Exactly, and I'm shocked how well it did, you know? Right so, on. It's a common rail 5.9. Uh, a built transmission, Dana 80 rear, Dana 60 front, like you said, big leaf springs, Deaver springs. Those guys are awesome to work with. They didn't give us any money. Oh, yes. Hate them, but Scott Born over at uh, Deaver's has been on our show. Good friend of ours. Yeah, Scott's a great guy. So. We'll take some pictures and we'll post it up at our uh, our own Instagram, at Truck Show Podcast. This is my first time out here. It's amazing, dude, isn't it? Dude, I like got emotional driving into town. <laughs> this scenery is amazing. And you have no idea when you see 10,000 other enthusiasts out here and you're like, oh my God, my people. Exactly. You know, right? exactly. And at the end, it's almost yeah. like summer camp. Like right. nobody wants no, to no, leave no, because no, it's so right. awesome here. Go and back to the real world. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for bringing this, this beauty out here. Yeah. Now, I know we know Carter Reed from Carter's BDS, right? BDS yep. suspension? BDS. He's actually one of our first, uh, first listeners. Yeah. All right, so it's the uh, last day of Moab, and uh, walking around here at the Moab Arena, where all the vendors are, and we see our good friend Carter Reed from BDS Suspension. And uh, I heard that your Ranger had uh, some, uh, I don't know, did you send it? It was not a full send, but it was uh, <laughs> enough of a send. Uh, remember the Ranger that I offered you to drive after SEMA, that one? Oh, the one that I stayed an extra day in Vegas away from my family so that I could drive a truck nobody else has driven before for a photo shoot. The offer was there, but someone declined it. Oh, that's right. I wasn't able to do it because I, I have a wife and kids at home, and they were starting to miss me after a week in Vegas. And I, it's one of those things where it's like six, seven days in Vegas is about the limit of your wife thinking you're actually there for work. I, I agree with that. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we are here at a Jeep show, but I thought it would be fun to bring it forward. Well, so. that's a great thing about Easter Jeep Safaris is not just Jeeps. Like, everything's out here. I've seen S10s. I've seen Rangers, old Rangers, new Rangers. You see, you know, I've seen ZR2s, Colorado ZR2s all over the place. You see built-up Nissans. Um, I mean, literally, Ram, yesterday I was on the trail with a Ram Mega Cab yeah. and on 40s. It was I, awesome. I think one of my favorite things is, like, it's just a little thing that started a few years ago, but full-size invasion. It's how yeah. cool is it to see a bunch of full-size rigs get out here. And granted, the Ranger's a mid-size, but close enough. It's, it's, it's more, it's more full-size. <laughs> it's a, bigger than the old Ranger. There we go. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, so we, uh, we were out on the full-size invasion. Uh, we did top of the world with it. Did the entire trail phenomenal. We were real impressed with what the truck was capable of. And then... Uh, the next day we had a photo shoot. Unfortunately, the uh, factory bushing on the diff let go, which... Uh, yeah, but there's a Ford dealer in town. Come on, well, you didn't fix it? Well, it was a snowball effect of that leading into a CV axle, leading into oil pressure sensor that oh. all that went out. And, that, that's uh, bad. Yeah, and it's a new vehicle, no parts on hand, no parts they can order, so uh, our week is done. All right, so I've been asking some of the people who we're talking to, what is your favorite trail fix that you had to use whatever was around you to get off the trail and get home to safety? Do you have any any like good ones that you could share with the Truck Show Podcast audience? Wow, there's, there's, there's been several fixes over the years, but uh, the first one to come to mind, uh, we're running Pritchett. Uh, By the way, time. pretty hardcore ca uh, yeah. trail here. My first time on Pritchett, uh, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I had our green MJ, uh, long arm coilers, all that on 40s. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't break anything, but uh, Cooper Rasmussen behind us, uh, yeah, one-ton diesel JK, uh, he first broke a rear pinion. Okay, so that's bad. That's 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 the first bad thing. Yeah. And by the way, that's a pretty uh, catastrophic failure. Yeah, um, so he's behind me, so he's winching off me. We're making it through the trail, and then he blows a front U-joint, so he's down to one-wheel drive. And uh, overall, I think it took us... Uh, 13, 14 hours to get through the trail. So just for a fact, it takes me 12 and a half hours to drive from California to Moab. 
So I could have driven home or here in that time that you guys were fixing and trying to get off the trail. Yes, and I, I told my boss, hey, I'll be back a few hours, quick trail, nothing, you know, don't help you set up and all this stuff. And uh, I didn't get back, didn't bring any food. I had one Gatorade with me, get back. We, we go to Mavericks and, you know, just loading up on all the food when we get back. But uh, that, was, uh, that was the most interesting fix uh, that we, and it really didn't even fix it. We had to get order parts and do yeah, stuff. Did, but seriously, we that was just get off the trail day. But that's, sometimes that's, that's the adventure. We've been there. Well, lots of those adventures this uh, this week at Moab, and I don't know. This has been a pretty awesome week. Seems like there's a, a huge selection of vehicles in town. Between that full size invasion, and I, I, I'm still trying to narrow down what my favorite is, and I think it's not even a trail rig, but Big Willie is just that thing I'm, is cool. You see it around town. It's yeah. a like upscaled flat fender. One point six four eight to one scale <laughs> uh, original Willies, but I saw him cruising through town, trolling right behind a, an actual. Willie's, you know, it's just yeah. so cool to see Giant. Side by side yeah. around the town. But yeah. We're right on. All right. Well, thanks for uh, sharing your stories with us here on the Truck Show Podcast. And uh, have a safe trip home, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sean. All right. So we got uh, one last one. So I was getting ready to leave town, and I looked in our Instagram, and I, I noticed that we had a, uh, a listener who had said, hey, I'm working at the BFG. Basically, it's like a repair station in town that they set up at a uh, tire shop. Okay. And he says, uh, if you can swing by, you know, I'll trade you some stickers. And I forgot to go there earlier in the week. And so I'm like, oh, I'm on my way out of town. They're right there. Turns out one of our listeners was working there. BFG provides a free service for anybody who breaks anything where they'll weld a bracket back on or fix really? the steering. And that's what he did all week. He was fixing other people's Jeeps and trucks. So I had to go by, give him a sticker, and say hi. That's a nice little service he offers. Pretty awesome. So what's your name? John Gallant. So uh, have you been here all week? All week, yeah. We've been here since Monday, 8 to 6. Any uh, any wheeling or just uh, just fixing other people's stuff? Yeah, we're here just purely fixing everyone else's stuff. So, what's the like? I guess most common issue people have been coming in for steering, uh, big time steering. We put on all kinds of steering kits, bent tie rods, bent drag links, a lot of that. What other types of stuff are you guys doing here? Uh, a lot of welding. We do a lot of suspension repairs. People ripping uh, control arms off of frames and axles and. That's pretty common. A lot of U-joints, things like that. Right on. So I'm, I'm sure you guys have been busy because it's funny watching uh, all the people come off the trails all wonky and wondering where they can go get fixed, but it's an awesome service you guys are providing. So how long have you been listening to the podcast? Uh, since the beginning, actually. Uh, I heard about it and checked it out. I've been since day one, I think. Like I said, I was, I was leaving town on my way home, but I, I didn't forget you, so I had to come by and drop, drop off some stickers. So uh Awesome work you're doing here in Moab this week and getting everybody back on the trail, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. It was nice meeting you. That is uh, it's very cool, and it's kind of like um, the beach store out in Glamis. Oh, Guys yeah. are always breaking their sand cars. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you just li- limp it up there or have someone drag you through the sand <laughs> over to drag it, you. right? And they weld up stuff. Yeah, and, it was awesome. So uh, basically anybody could just pull by the tire pros, and there's a BFG tent and a couple uh, spots to pull in, and these guys are just working their tail off all week making sure that Everybody else had a great time. So, so was JG was he was he getting paid for this or just donating his I, time? I think uh, BFG pays him, okay. but BFG offers the service for free for uh, for anybody who needs it. Gotcha. And so it's sort of a marketing thing for people to uh, to see that BFG cares. So it was pretty awesome. Gotcha, Holman. So of all the audio that you got, and it was a lot of good stuff uh, from Moab. So I thank you for going up, and I and wish no I could have been there. I've never been. Want to go? I missed you. Uh, but of everything you got, this is by far the nugget. Bye, sir! Review five stars. I can't wait to figure out where to fit that in. 
That is what she said. That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> Five star. R, R, R. Just one more time. Five star review. Five star. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yes, I don't know. Is she, uh, I know she listens to the show because okay. she will, uh, she'll binge listen. She'll maybe go a week or two. Okay. And then she'll listen to a couple of them on a trip and yeah. then she'll text me like yeah. critiques. I'm like, oh, don't worry. In the next one we say, I'm sorry. So yeah. just catch up and you'll be good. <laughs> well, listen, if you like that or you like anything that Holman did or you probably don't like anything that I do, but just look past me. And, and look to Holman for some good content, please leave us a five-star review. Um, we would appreciate it. So go to iTunes, and if you don't, you know, I get, you can listen on Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, whatever, the 85 places you can find We're just happy you listen. But we are, we are happy. But we those those five-star reviews, I think we're past 400 now. Yeah, we have uh, well over 400 Which now. is pretty amazing. We're trying to get to that 500 mark. Just steal your wife or girlfriend's phone or your boyfriend's phone or anybody around you and just run down the street and like <laughs> leave us a review and then five have, star. Yeah, and then just leave us a five star review. Really appreciate. Otherwise, that. Uh, you're gonna have to keep hearing uh, Emmy. Five star review. Five star. <laughs> We're gonna play that every time. Just no, make sure no. that you remember. I don't want to punish them. Oh, no, I feel like this is the end of the show. It is the end of the show. You did it a is. great job. I appreciate it. And uh, we'd like to hear from you. Send us an email at truckshowpodcast at gmail dot com or at truckshowpodcast on all the socials. And uh, let, let us know what you think. We appreciate it. And give us those reviews, damn it. Come on now. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. We want to hear from you. If you leave us an awesome message or maybe a not-so-awesome message, we'll probably play it on <laughs> the we- air. A weak sauce message? Yeah, we like weak sauce messages. Yeah. And uh, hey, if you're in the uh, market for a brand new half-ton or uh, half-ton plus truck, Head on down to your Nissan dealer and do us a favor. Check out the Nissan Titan or Nissan Titan XD. Nissan's been an awesome presenting sponsor. You won't be disappointed. Lots of value in those things. And the industry's leading five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And, of course, don't forget our friends over at Deck.com. Deck has the best cargo storage solution. You were on a roll right there. Uh, so Why good. didn't you throw it to me and I would have done the deck dimension? Because right now, you did both social mentions. So it's, I, it's, I bounced it's all right. it's, I got deck. Like if you're a Jason Aldean fan, they've got oh, a new yes. promotion. You can go, you, they'll fly you to go to one of his concerts. So go to decked.com, find the most incredible storage solution for your truck or van, and register to win a trip to go see Jason Aldean in concert. That's what I'm saying. And that's where the music fades out. And we say, great job, Holman, at Moab. And we out. Right? We out? Uh, we out? Yeah. I don't know. What would Emmy say about that? She would say, five star review. Five stars. <laughs> well, in that case, I guess I'd say, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Did we go a whole show without a mounted parameters? <gasps> 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 mounted. Key engine.